Hey, all right. Welcome to the Tuesday show. My name's Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? We're going to talk about some cool topics today. Dude, it would have been cool if I brought Yipes and Combofine to the house. Actually, it would have been pretty cool. But we didn't do that. Instead, we're going to talk about Summit of Power, which happened this past weekend. We're going to talk about E3 and Smash, Smash. of course. Yes. As well as other, I guess, our perceptions of it and other fighting game news or not news, depending on your perspective. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, you know, all this stuff that's been going on. So anyway, let's start off with the summit, which was this past weekend. That's right. So, of course, Beyond the Summit is the group that has done uh, all sorts of different esports events. And uh, for the fighting game community, they had only previously done Smash stuff. Yes. They have only done Smash Brothers stuff before. Uh, this was the first time that they ventured into more of the FGC proper and did some Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. And uh, basically what they did, they had an uh, election process or whatever, you know, they had voting process for people. So they invited some people, other people were voted in. They all go to a house in California. They live there for three days and uh, they just play all sorts of games and craziness until the very last day in which they have the official 16-man, uh, or oh, 32-man bracket, right? And uh, the winner, and that's just a standard double elimination fighting game tournament. Wait, bracket. was it 32? That does sound off. It's 16. I don't think it was yeah, 32. It was 16. Yeah, it was 16. Okay. yeah, it was 16. Like, dang, that's a, I don't think yeah, it was that yeah, many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so, so even before getting to the actual event itself, you brought up the voting, and at the time, many of us had problems with how that ran, because mm-hmm. it was... Uh, the model was that you basically had to pay money. You had you had a sort of base number of votes, mm-hmm. but beyond mm-hmm. that, you had to pay money. You had to buy items on their store in order to get more votes. Mm-hmm. Effectively, you're paying for votes, right? right? Uh, and some people use that in a way that um, eBay sniping. <laughs> yeah, it was sniping, I guess. Right. So it, so some players kind of just squeaked in at the very end in a couple mm-hmm. of situations. Mm-hmm. There were some angel investors who came down and, and like, just to sort of last minute right. help people out. But um, you know, what, and what, that, that was criticized because it, I don't know, feels kind of gross. I, mm-hmm. I, to me, mm-hmm. it feels kind of gross. Uh, that said, part of the result of it was quite a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and after having watched it this weekend and having watched Smash stuff before... Uh, they really spend the money well. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. So I actually at E3 talked to one of the people who was at the summit, and I'm not, you know, just just to be protective, I'm not going to mention who it was. But okay. They, you know, they basically said that they were really taken care of that weekend, and, you know, all the players who made it there are going to be compensated for it, yeah. right? You know, and they really did a great job there. The production, everything was great. And a lot of that was because they did gain that money. For sure. You know, so that Directly, they were able. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the, as the result, the show was very good thanks to that. So, I mean, that, maybe we should add that to the topics to talk sure, that's about. Fine. Like, you yeah, know, well, <laughs> could add this whole little side thing to the new segment, 50-50 matchup. Sure. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that, actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, then I guess I'll save my whole spiel about it for for later on. Sure. Uh, but but that did re- rehabilitate the way that the voting worked in my eyes mm-hmm, to some degree. Mm-hmm. At least I still think it's kind of gross, but it yeah yeah at, yeah. at least uh-huh. there is a clear benefit out of it. Right. Um, so I super enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. watch all of it. I had to prepare for 
this big conference, big legal conference I can talk about later, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you were like on their official Twitter too, right? There was that picture and you were sitting there in your shades. And you're <laughs> that looking, was, that's true. You are yeah. looking pretty, uh, pretty dapper there. So These shades. Oh, it's <laughs> um, funny. Uh, anyway, so I had to prepare, prepare for that. I couldn't watch all of it, but I watched a good amount. Okay. And everything that I watched, I thought was really cool. It was, it was, everything was fun. So there's like, there's like the fun oh, side of things. I have the wrong thing highlighted. So, oh, okay. Yeah. There's, there was the fun side of things. There was the serious tournament side of things. There was the sort of content video package side of things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that all of that was awesome. Right. And in, uh, all of those aspects were among the best that I can recall in recent memory. Right. The J- the Jenga match awesome. was amazing. This I didn't see. Okay, I saw the Jenga match was like Reynold and Chris G versus Goichi and Kazunoko. They're like kind of on teams, but they were alternating. That was awesome. The Mafia. I know they played multiple nights, but the one that was on Saturday night was just the most epic thing ever. I I, I tweeted out that if I ever need a murder solved, I'm hiring Chris Matrix free. Because that, fool man. Chris I, I didn't Matrix, watch any of that, but that sounds like it was hilarious. Dude, Chris Matrix had the call-out okay. of call-outs. Okay. Because, so, the, the way that the game works is that you have a group of people. Some of them are mafia. Everyone else is townspeople, right? And you can vote, the townspeople can vote to lynch people if they suspect that they're mafia. But also, the mafia can, will attempt to murder everybody every night. Right, so everyone has their head down. They go, Mafia, raise your head. And the Mafias raise their head, and you, they point to who they want to kill. They have to kind of agree to two people they kill, and they go down, and they keep going. There's a doctor who can save somebody, so he's like, who do you want to save? I'll save that person. If the Mafia tried to kill him, he saves his life. Oh, right? There's also, but he, the doctor doesn't know that... that no, yeah, he doesn't know. Him. He has to guess. There's a cop who can just be like... Is like point to somebody, and then the, the the moderator will tell him if he's mafia or not, right? But the thing about it is, the cop can't just be like, he, "I found out he's mafia," because okay. then if he's a cop, everyone knows he's a cop. The mafia are gonna kill him, so he can't reveal he's a cop right away because it'll be too easy for the mafia to kill him off. Does that matter? Yeah, it would matter. It yeah, matter. and so basically, they're just trying to do it until the mafia outnumbers the townsfolk, or the townsfolk kill all the mafia. Right, and so during the whole entire thing, Yipes, uh, Chris G, and Sejam spoilers were the mafia. Well, it's not even a spoiler; you you, you know it right away. <laughs> but man, like Sejam was playing it so good because he was just like, "Wait, you know, we need to do this, but this is too obvious." Like he was like straight up being uh-huh. like so, and you could see it in the chat. Everyone was like, "Sejam IQ two hundred, Sejam big okay. brain." Oh, he's so smart. He's playing this so good. Did they know that he was mafia? The, uh, the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're watching it, when they say Mafia, raise your head up, oh, yeah, you okay, just see I everyone see. raise their head up. And Sejam was just, he was on fire. Okay. <laughs> and like, seriously, like the townsfolks were getting beaten up left and right. Like they kept lynching people that were townspeople, you know, oh, okay. and stuff. And They're like but, trying to guess who Mafia is, so, but they might kill one of them. Yeah, own. so they're like, but they pass around a ball. Everyone talks. And if you're too quiet, they're like, you're too quiet. I'm suspicious. Start talking. And, you know, and like everyone just kind of talks. Seems like the opposite. Well, anyway. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's, yeah. it's actually really fun. But like then just randomly out of nowhere, Chris Matrix is like, look, I'm telling you right now, I'm a townsperson. I am one of the best townspersons here. You don't want to get rid of me. Like, I'm not mafia. I promise you that. And right now, Sejam is playing it way too straight. <laughs> he was like, this is exactly how I would play it if I was Mafia. Okay. And then Yipes didn't say anything. Okay. 
So Sejam was like, well, you know, blah, blah. He was trying to explain or whatever like that. And then like a few rounds passed by. And then Chris was just like, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yipes is my boy. <laughs> and when I accuse Sejam, Yipes didn't back me up. Uh-huh. So that means they're both mafia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they were both mafia. It was like the most, like, you're sitting there watching. Everyone in the chat was like, oh, towns are doomed. Uh-huh. Like, they're dead. They're dead. Blah, blah, blah. As soon as Chris Matrix did it, everyone was like, oh, my God, dude. It was so, it was amazing. Dude. It was, it was actually one of the, uh, one of, it was actually, for me, I think, might have been one of the biggest highlights of that whole That's whole really weekend. funny. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. It was so good dude uh, alright I mean it sounds hilarious yeah uh, I've yeah. never played that game but it sounds like a really fun yeah when I saw it I didn't know what idea. was going on yeah. I actually looked it up just so I could uh-huh, figure okay. out what was follow so I could follow along and and it's interesting because I didn't understand the strategy too because like the same thing I was like yeah if there's a cop who can just find out why does he just like how hard how hard but then if you know then the mafia will kill him because you don't know who the mafia is and they're gonna kill the cop because he's too powerful right but what if you're the cop, uh-huh. so each each night turn, he can ask if somebody is a mafia. Mm-hmm. Say he guesses right, and mm-hmm. he picks up the first two people who are mafia. Now he knows who they both are. If he happens to get both of them, if he, well, there's three of them, right? Oh, okay. But if he happens to get two of them, he can just be like, look, I know two of them. And, and actually, at one point in time, Angelic, who was the cop, yeah. did do that. Okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So partway through, he was like, all right, look, I'm just going to come right out. I'm the cop. He's innocent. He's innocent. He's innocent. That makes sense. You know, stuff yeah. like that. But he has to last long enough for that okay. to make it a make it that makes a, sense. Yeah. yeah, it was super fun. It was it was okay. really cool. It was like I saw it and I was like, man, I would love to play this. Except if I got Mafia, I'd be done. Would you? I'd be dead so fast because <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to. Uh, yeah, I, dude, I wear my heart on my sleeve uh, too much. I don't think I'd be able to survive okay. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I sort of am not sure if I think I'd be great at it or and terrible yes, at and it. And there's a really good chance. Little Grease, yes, absolutely. The one play that Sejam could have made is when Angelic said, "I'm a cop. He's innocent. He's innocent." Sejam could have went, "What the hell? I'm the cop." Right, for sure. Yeah, you know, like everyone can lie like that, yeah. and. That was the only play that Sejam probably could have done to have saved the game, but he didn't, and that was yeah. kind of the downfall okay. at that point in time. But it's, it, looks, it was it actually it was actually really if you it's on their twi- it's on their YouTube, so you can check it okay. out if you if you get a chance. So yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly, James. Are you mafia? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, uh, nah. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a pretty good chance that I would just get killed. They, they, like, just like coming into it, people yeah. would be like, "I'm not gonna put up with David either way." <laughs> I feel like I would just, I would just like bring in. People would like expect me to, right, like, yeah, and I just die. I feel like there's a good chance actually, that, that happened to a couple of people. Like I, I think they killed Vanith because they just all thought he would be useless, whether he'd be mafia or town. Makes sense. And, uh, uh, Leffen apparently was really good in the night before in Mafia, yeah. and so the Mafia killed him that makes right total away. Sense. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, think, I don't think I'd survive. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my only winning role would be Mafia. But, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, okay, that that definitely sounds fun. But yeah, man. But like, there was an actual fighting game tournament. Sorry. Well, <laughs> Sorry no, for it's, the it's totally cool. Well, I, I think <laughs> but it was part of it. You know, that's, yeah, that was no, for sure. I think it's I think it's really cool to talk about it because they. It, what I like about it was that it's not just the tournament itself; it's the other things. So they mm-hmm. had they had all of this. They had I didn't see the Jenga thing. Right. I guess that happened. 
Uh, they had like a blindfolded challenge between Sonic Fox and Goichi. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> they were blindfolded, so they picked the characters that they thought that they could use in a blindfolded situation. Mm-hmm. So like Sonic Fox picked Hit because he has like half screen buttons. You're just pressing buttons, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe it'll work out. Um, and that 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 was fun. Uh, I, I like that they oh, do the these extra contest. things. They had a combo, combo contest, contest as well. Yeah, Fender had a combo. Where there were like seven perfect attacks in it from Cell, he just like kept it yeah, going. Yeah, I saw that one. It on was a, actually I pretty, think it was a high fight clip. Legit. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I, I like that they have all those other things, and since they have three days and they only have so many players, and uh, they know who everybody's going to be in advance, they can do things like that. They can make the sick uh, poster art of all of the players yeah, there. Yeah. Like, there's all uh-huh. these extra things that they can do because of the format, and I, I really like that. Dude, the Wonder Years awesome. clip. The, the video production stuff was awesome. Oh it was awesome. Oh, that, I was so jealous of that because those, those those are the kind of things that I've always wanted to do <laughs> was be able to get people together and edit something like that. Yeah. You know, I've had ideas in the past and I've just never been able to pull them off. So, oh, that thing was actually super cool. It was really so. funny. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. Um, they brought a bunch of commentators in, and I thought mm-hmm. that they all did really well. Yeah, even Tasty Steve showed up at the end. Steve but, showed up at mm-hmm. the end. That was awesome. But yeah, I mean, the way that they did it with, with four or even five people on commentary, sometimes it was a couple of players, not mm-hmm, necessarily mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. established commentators there. And I thought that all of that made for a really interesting style of commentary because it's much more conversational yeah. and hangout, and hangout t- uh, style. You it know, was, we've, we've done it a couple of times with four people. And it, it it feels different. You know, you try to make space for everybody, mm-hmm. but but in doing so, you're not you don't have as much time to like narrate or analyze necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you pick out individual moments, and you're just a little more conversational. So I, I like that. I think that's a fun style. It's not a style that sh- that everything should have, mm-hmm. but for this kind of event, I thought it made a ton of sense. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed hearing Leffen. On commentary, yes. you know, he was it's, that guy. You can just tell he's so analytical, and mm-hmm. the way that he approaches games was really fascinating to hear him do that. And especially, I mean, similar to E League this past weekend as well, when Justin got to do a mm-hmm. bunch of analysis, also very, also very good. So it's really cool to get that really high level player analysis mm-hmm. in there. So like there, there were times when Nakio was on commentary, mm-hmm. Lord Knight on commentary, and yeah. they did the same kind of thing. Very interesting stuff. Right. So, so I, mean, I, I really liked all that. We're talking about all these extra little things, but then there was the tournament. Actual tournament. The actual tournament. Not only was, you know, good for a tournament, but, like, it was just the results, the matches, Mm -hmm. everything. I mean, dude, I saw so many status from people going, like, you know, I don't even like Dragon Ball anymore, but that tournament was awesome. And then other people like, you know what? Maybe I need to look at Dragon Ball again and stuff like like that's the kind of tournament that it turned out to be. You know, I, I felt pretty bored with the game lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't played it in probably a month, mm-hmm. and this event, I don't know that it rekindled that interest necessarily, but it made it so that I wanted to watch it. I don't feel like I need to play it. So, right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, we I only really, have enough time to play so many. No, games, I can. Right? I can. You know, I can make time. It's just, <laughs> I, I just don't feel like I need to or want to. I guess more accurately. Mm. But I really, really enjoyed watching it, and that it it at least kept that side of the game mm-hmm. really interesting for me. Yeah. Because the games yeah. were the actual matches were some some of the best that I've seen in any game in a while. Right. They were uh-huh. super good matches, uh, and the results were not what. Anybody expected. Anybody. So far off. Anybody. In fact, the last weekend, we were just talking... The last week, the last week that we were doing the stream, we had talked about how Chris G was 
probably like third, fourth best in the world at the time, you know? Right. Like, we were saying that Sonic Fox and Goichi are clearly the number one and two in whatever order. And then after that, it's like Dogura and Goichi. Yeah, uh, no, Dogura I'm sorry, Dogura and Chris G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a uh-huh. couple other people. And then it's like 10, 15 players. Right. right? Uh-huh. Um, we were wrong. <laughs> but that's great, though. That's great. It's that's great. what, like, yeah. they just announced. I mean, this is probably in the FGC news, but we'll cover it here. They just announced the circuit for Dragon Ball. They right. said there's going to be a circuit that's going to run from this time to next summer, basically, yeah. right? Maybe culminate in Evo 2000, 2019 or something like that. But whatever the situation, they have their own, they set, finally have a world tour, right? And I just said, right in time for the world tour. We got the shakeup mm-hmm. that we needed in mm-hmm. this game, and now Agreed. now everybody is just like, "All right, let's go, let's go." You know, let's get to the results. Yeah, absolutely. So, so sixteen, sixteen players invited or slash were there anyway. Thirteenth mm-hmm. uh, places were Echo Fox to Kill Sage with Adult Gohan, Goku Black, Android sixteen, Panda Global Nakiel with uh, Kid Buu, Cell Bardock. EG NY Chris G with Bardock Trunks mm-hmm. Vegeta and CLN Yohozi with Gotenks Kid Buu Goku. The ninth places were EYU Cloud 805, Kid Buu uh, Adult Gohan Goku Black, uh, CAG Dogura, Kid Buu Cell Android 16, TSM Leffen, Android 21, Cell Vegeta, Lord Knight, Kid Buu Cell Android 16. And then you got the top eight. Uh, Pono Smoke. Kid Buu sell Trunks and Reynolds sell Android 16. Yeah. Gotenks were both seventh place. Fifth places were GGP Kazunoko with Kid Buu, Adult Gohan, Yamcha, and Apology Man with Piccolo, Tian, and Goku. Fourth was CAG Goichi with Cell Bardock Vegeta. Fourth was CAG Goichi with Cell Bardock <laughs> Vegeta. Third was CAG Fenrich with Cell Bardock Vegeta. Second was Echo Fox Sonic Fox with Cell Kid Buu Gotenks. And winner was Energy Hook Gang God. Gang. God! With Cell, Piccolo, Vegeta. Yeah, that's obviously not what anybody called going in. <laughs> uh, in a bunch of ways. Hilke and God winning the whole thing was was a big surprise. He's a good player, of course. He's mm-hmm. done well at a, at a lot of things. But nobody thought that he would beat Sonic Fox uh, and Goichi and Fenrich, which is what he did. Right. He, he beat, beat all three of those players. Yeah. Uh, that That's amazing. And... Um, I mean, we'll, so, we'll talk about it a little bit more later yeah. on, but uh, it's amazing that he's been playing such a short period of time in fighting game tournaments, offline ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and has already this level of success. That it, is absurd. It's, it's crazy, because Sonic Fox Goichi had to play each other for the fourth place match. Mm-hmm. I missed those winner's brackets matches, so I was busy in part of Sunday, mm-hmm. and I looked at it, Goichi, Sonic Fox, and the winner side of the bracket. I yeah. was like, everything was what I was expecting. Sure, yeah. Came back to the stream and they were in losers bracket and I was like, "What happened?" And Hooking God beat Goichi. Correct. And Sonic Fox lost to Fenrich. Correct. And uh, they were all saying it on commentary, the players, the commentators, and everything that they were saying Hooking God was playing out of his mind, like he had never played that good. Yeah. And all of them were saying the one person he does not want to make it out of that loser's bracket is Sonic Fox, because right. he has never beat him. Right. Like a single set right. at NLBC, like he just can't beat him. Yeah. And then, But then some of them were like, well, if he's gonna win this, this is probably the way that he has to right. do it. It's like the poetic way to do it. And then uh, Sonic Fox came in, uh, again, in loser's bracket, he rematched with Fenrich. He yeah. bodied Fenrich. He did. The second time. His 3-0. And then he came up against Hook Gang God, and he won the first set. And I thought to myself, okay, this is 
this is happening. Yeah. That, you know, it was but, a three-two reset. Right, but Pretty after close. he got the reset, I honestly didn't think Hook Gang God would be able to hold it together. Same dude. That I thought it. for sure that Fox was about to. I, I'm not lying. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was just gonna get bodied as soon sure. as that reset happened because then you're like. Oh God, three two now. I, but he three owed, right? If I'm he not did. mistaken, he three owed in that last set, and he took it. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. It's it's quite a time. And and as we mentioned last week or the week before, I don't know. Um, Sonic Fox and Goichi had only lost to each other, and their closest training partner, plus Chris G for Sonic Fox, in the entirety of Dragon Ball so far, <laughs> in any tournament. Right. Um, and that's. That is crazy. So that then Sonic Fox this time lost to Fenrich, adding somebody else to the equation. And then Goichi lost to Hook and God, adding somebody else to the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty remarkable for that to happen both in the same event. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, like I said, Hook and God taking it. And you know what? I, I thought one of the... Even though, like I said, I enjoyed the Mafia, I enjoyed the Jenga and everything like that. To me, the key moment of the entire tournament was right when Hook Gang God won. And you could see in the background all of the players charging out of the room, including Leffen and a whole bunch of guys, Nakiel coming out, and they just like mobbed yeah. Hook Gang God and applauded him. And to me, I thought that was cool because you rarely get to see the other pros be that hype and excited sure. about somebody else winning. But to see all of them so happy for Hook Gang God, I thought was just a really, really cool moment. Also... The second coolest moment was in the background when, when Yipes beheaded Sonic Fox. Did no, you I, see didn't, that I didn't actually see it. No, like, I heard about it. They're just showing Reynolds. He's just sitting at the at the station ready to play. Yeah. You can see the door behind there, and you see Sonic Fox just standing there. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like the sword wraps around his neck, and you just see him like uh, pulls off to the. And then he goes off camera, and then Yipes comes walking around the room with his like jacket pulled up, and he's got like the beanie okay. on. And he's just holding Sonic Fox's like the the, the fox head, Dang. and he just walks right past. <laughs> Dang. <so> okay. <laughs> so funny because yipes the way he just looked when he walked out of the room dude it was hilarious that's really funny oh uh, uh, man yeah so for, for fox getting second place is unusual of course same for goichi getting fourth even more unusual uh fenrich getting third is not like big surprise necessarily mm-hmm. but not what i would have called so that's pretty cool too uh both piccolo <laughs> users getting fifth place or above is interesting and and players like dogra ninth and chris g 13th i think are big surprises um, yeah, N- Nakiel uh-huh, getting thirteenth, uh-huh. I think, is a surprise. It's obviously a stacked event, but even still, brief, I was surprised. Oops, hang on, guys. Sorry, I'm gonna throw this on stream just so other people can see it because <laughs> okay. this, this this is just hilarious, dude. I was dying. All right, let's do this. Okay, there we go. So let me just see this here. <laughs> like, you don't even need sound for this. Okay, you just don't even need sound. Oh, I see behind Randall Wag. But uh-huh. Back it up, back it up, because I, I only at the end saw what was going Okay, on. look at and watch Goichi too afterwards. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. okay. Oh, that was hilarious, dude. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Oh, yikes. So, yeah, it was, it was very interesting tournament results. Uh, 
you know, Dogra getting ninth, I, I, I have to think at least in part is due to him having traveled extensively yeah, yeah, lately, yeah. <clears throat> having been to Combo Breaker and then E League mm-hmm. and then this. Well, so he's he's traveling a lot. I heard also he drank a lot. <laughs> oh, for us. Uh, okay. I mean, that was the okay. thing. They all had a really good time there and everything. Sure. So, But, I mean, also what a lot of people were saying, like, I think it was, it might have been Cloud or it was Reynolds or someone just, like, felt like they weren't playing well. And then they said, like, they just disappeared because they were upstairs playing for four hours straight uh-huh. and stuff, you know. So it was just... I imagine everybody leveled up there yeah. just playing each other constantly. I think Levin said that, too. He was just, like sitting in this room playing with all these people just like he's like i just have all these new ideas about the game and stuff you know so very cool but uh, honestly i think the best thing about this event you know even from the commentator standpoint as well was just that it just felt like it felt like what to me the fgc is to you the fgc is because we've done this all the time you talked about combo breaker how it just feels like the most like you're just hanging out with friends And that's kind of what the Summit of Power felt like. It yeah. just was like, you know, even though the commentators were there to be commentators, they were part of the Mafia. Yeah, I'm sitting there doing that thing to Sonic Fox. Right, you know, right, like, right. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of backstory to that because of NLBC and everything like that. But, you know, it's just the the atmosphere there of them all just having a good time and just hanging out with each other, watching Kazunoko and Goichi play Jenga, of all things, with Reynold and Chris G, you know, like... It was just cool to see those kind of interactions. And even like Chris Matrix was doing commentary for Jenga, but there was a rule that you can't use two hands at the same time. And so like some of the Goichi kept trying to do that. And Matrix was like, you can't use two hands. Eventually put on like a referee, like the Foot Locker shirt and like walked over there and was like. That's funny. Like staring at dude, like the whole thing was just like, I loved seeing the interaction between the players. And to me, that really represented what the fighting game community is about in a lot of ways, is that kind of friendly banter and that mutual respect. Just, I mean, there's obviously people who might not like each other. I don't know. But like the mutual respect of, you know, talent is there. So. Makes sense. Yeah. It It all seemed cool. It seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Anything else about... <laughs> it's not a real Foot Locker show that they're doing. Yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about this being in every community. For me, I would not want this to happen regularly because I think that it would be uh, difficult to sustain financially, probably most most significantly. Mm-hmm. And then I also wouldn't want it to get old. I think yeah, 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 yeah. I think, uh-huh, it's, I think it's really uh-huh. cool to have it as like once a year or whatever the frequency is. I don't right. know. Um, I think that'd be cool, but I wouldn't want it to have to happen more often than that. And that means that it's like tough to get every community involved, right, right. Uh, every sub subgenre. <laughs> Although someone did say that uh, they want to see it for Tekken, and I was like, "Yo, that would be the poke chop show." <laughs> that yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in in doing it, I feel like you have to think about which scene has the characters. Bronson, poke chop, Eris. That makes sense know, to me. Like, Tekken oh, seems like a good call yeah, to me. Uh-huh. Oh, I would be so excited. Yeah, it would be so awesome. So. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I really wouldn't want it to get stale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't want to see like, oh, here's the next summit, here's the next summit, here's yeah. the next summit. And I think it's a good point that KFC says that Dragon Ball is a perfect game because it's the melding of the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that that's true. It brings in everybody. You even just look at who was who was in this. You got players from Guilty Gear, everything, uh, anime, uh, Marvel, um, KOF, uh, Melee. 
Street Fighter slash everything. It's, there's just a, right, a yeah, lot yeah. of different, uh -huh, uh -huh. a lot of different scenes involved, even in this. So yeah, and, cool. and and you know, I was even that's another thing too is that you can see that all the communities together make it a like that was some of the strength of it, mm -hmm. right? And even Leffen afterwards, he was just like, this was an amazing event. I love the FGC. We could be stronger if we're together. And I was just like, yes, yes, yeah, I mean, exactly. Levin has been so. playing other fighting games for uh, forever. You know, he was good in SF4. He was good in SF5 mm -hmm. when he cared about it. So he played Marvel. He, he played, played Marvel. Yeah. Marvel too. yeah, he did yeah, play Marvel. Uh -huh, yeah. uh -huh. So it was really cool. It was really cool. So uh, hopefully, like you said, it doesn't like they don't beat it to beat a dead horse like by yeah, doing it too I, much. I don't but think they would. I think it would be cool to see it for some other games. And, you know, I don't even necessarily think that they need to do it for Street Fighter because Street Fighter it's has fine. enough publicity and the, and the players are already out there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, we know Smug, we know Punk, we know Knuckle Do. It would be cool to get, like, Poke Chop and Bronson yeah. and those guys into a I house. I think Tekken would be really good for yeah, it. Yeah, I exactly. can see that. Exactly. I, think, I think the NRS team would be really good for it, too. Yeah. There's enough, <laughs> <laughs> There's enough uh, uh, beef. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they'd beef. be cooking a lot of steak, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh, they'd be cooking a lot they'd of steak. They'd be cooking yeah. each hamburgers, other. Hamburgers, hamburgers, okay. yeah. Uh -huh, that's what you mean. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Anyway, but, yeah. anything um, else about this? Um, No, like I said, I'm... I could gush about it a little bit more, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. Congratulations to the Beyond the Summit people. I mean, the only biased reason why I would like them to do a Street Fighter thing is just so I could maybe be a part of something <laughs> like that yeah. because it looked like fun, yeah. and I, I, I wish I was a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I saw it, and I was like, I just want to hang out with these guys yeah. and just not be mafia. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I'm pretty sure I would die in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd have a... It'd be really fun... To like think about, and I like have all these plans, and I come uh -huh. into it with like my game plan, and uh -huh. then somebody would kill me in like a <laughs> right? Because actually, <laughs> Make sure one, one of the townspeople is also a vigilante, okay. and every night he can just choose to kill anybody. Okay, he could just randomly shoot someone, but he can only do it once. Huh? And the doctor can only save one, a, a person one time, so he can't keep uh, saving the same uh, person. So if you, he can't be like, I'm the cop, and then go save the cop, save I the see. cop, save the cop, I, save the cop. Sense. And the vigilante can only shoot someone once, and <laughs> Leffen shot uh, a Hook Gang God right away, but uh -huh. then he was killed the first night, uh -huh. so the vigilante just disappeared and Hook Gang God died. Leffen showed up in the chat, and they're like, why did you kill Hook Gang God, right? And he was like, because he told me I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, funny. Uh, what? How are you supposed to say vigilante? Vigilante. Oh, vigilante. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. It's yeah. how Americans say it. Symbiote. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's how you're supposed to say vigilante. Vigilante, right? I mean, nah, I've never heard it said like that. Really? That's so weird. Like. That's how I've always. That's how I've heard it too. I didn't think it was weird enough to point out, but okay. yeah, I don't. I don't think I've heard it before. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it matters either. So. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Enough of the summit of power. Uh, well, do you want to take a break and then come back and talk about E3 and Smash and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do that then. I guess cool. we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about E3. And uh, a lot of Smash news this yes. morning. So. Yes. All right. Be right back, guys. Oops. That was the wrong thing to click. There we go.
Hey, all right, welcome back to the show. So this week is E3, mm -hmm. the Electronic Entertainment Expo. <laughs> well done. As it was once known, and nobody calls yeah, it at all, all right. anymore. Uh -huh. I don't even know that's still officially the name, to be honest. Uh, anyway, it, it, it's this it, week. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally haven't seen it. Uh, it's this week in Los Angeles, which is accessible to both of us. Mm -hmm, we both mm -hmm. live in that area. And there has been news. So have you... Did you watch all of the press conferences? I went back to catch up on the Microsoft one. Okay. Uh, I did not watch, like, the EA, the Square Enix, and EA all the other ones. Right, right. Yeah, but I did watch the Sony PlayStation one. Uh -huh. And uh, I went back... I tried to wake up this morning to catch a Nintendo one, and I missed it. Really? I woke up just in time for the very end of it. And then uh, I, when they posted it up onto, because it's always just a, a Nintendo Direct is their press conference. As soon as they posted it up on YouTube, I went back and watched the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, all so right. I didn't see it. Uh, so I watched all of them. Um, I missed the PlayStation 1 Live, but then watched it later that okay. night. Okay. Uh, so EA, I knew I wasn't going to care about, because mm -hmm. they just make games that aren't really my kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not that into sports video games. Um, oh yeah, I meant to combine this shirt with this hat. Congrats to the Capitals for winning the uh, Stanley Cup. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Okay, um, okay. Anyway, I don't care about those kind of games. I don't really care about the Star Wars battle front front games. Like that isn't just doesn't matter to me that much. Dude, so. I will I will say one thing. My friend brought over Star Wars Battlefront and I surprisingly really enjoy the space battles. Okay. They're super fun because they're so inconsequential. Okay. <laughs> like, you just play them and you're like, you died. Okay, come back. Oh, you died. You come back. And you just... But it's fun because you're like flying... It's Star Wars, yeah. right? It's like, it's hard not to have fun okay. in that. And it's, it is team. And so it's literally like... 30 on one side, 30 on the other side, and you're just trying to get... One side is trying to accomplish a goal while the other side is just trying to kill as many of them uh -huh. as possible. It's weirdly enjoyable. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I have fun with that. So. There is a Command & Conquer mobile game, mm -hmm. which I signed up for. They, they said on the conference that you can go play it, but I tried to get it on the Android store, and all it says is that you can pre-order, so... Okay. I did that, but it's free, so I don't. Okay. Maybe I should check okay. my phone. Maybe it's on there now. I don't even know. <laughs> and then uh, the, I thought the the Microsoft one was like fine. It's again, it's like mostly stuff that I am not personally right. that interested in. Yeah, I got the list of games. Okay. Um, if you're into Halo or Gears or something like that, then then I can see it being cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not. I thought the Cyberpunk 2070. I heard the Cyberpunk trailer was cool. That seemed like a cool mm -hmm. game that I might be interested in. Kingdom Hearts 3. Did they really announce cool. the next Xbox console? They talked a little bit about oh, it. Okay, just, okay. They didn't like really okay. go into it. But one thing that was nice about these and uh, uh, the other ones was that it is it was about games. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. what they weren't spending time like talking about here's the here's they did, so they mentioned Xbox, but they didn't like spend a lot of time here's all the specs mm -hmm. and whatever. They they didn't they didn't talk about crap people don't care about like VR and whatever. Like they just mm -hmm. there was a little bit of that. But for the most part it was about games that presumably people care uh, mm -hmm. care about. Mm -hmm. So I, I I appreciated that if nothing else. Yeah there was the one thing about the the, the Beyond Good and Evil two thing where they were gonna get like user-generated content like music and artwork to show up in the game and they would and it was being done by uh, hit rec hit record uh, which is the company that by Joseph Gordon led of it oh 
and they said that they were going to pay players and stuff like that because oh. at first it sounded like they were just going to milk them for free but then some people found the fine print it was like here's fifty thousand dollars that we're going to divide amongst the people who create content which basically means you get nothing for it I see. and stuff like that I see. so there's definitely some uh hit record that's what it is yeah so there's some people who are still a little wary about it being worried that it feels like that they're taking advantage I of see. people so okay but we don't know enough details yet i think so uh, i thought that the bethesda stuff seemed really good um mm -hmm. i haven't played any of the elder scrolls games since i don't know maybe in this millennium i'm not sure to be <laughs> honest um so but I, those, they all seem like really cool games mm -hmm. so i don't know that, that that seems fine i thought devolver's thing was hilarious like it's not that serious but I, right, right. Um, I thought that was cool uh, Ubisoft, I thought, had some interesting stuff. Star Fox stuff was cool. Um, I don't play Assassin's Creed, but that everybody seemed interested in that. So. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what was it? Uh, I didn't see the PC one. I probably should have, because a lot of people are saying there's a lot of very interesting-looking things in uh, in the PC gaming show. I think that's accurate. Yeah, there was definitely okay. some interesting-looking stuff. I don't know that I'm going to play any of it. I feel mm -hmm. like I've been saying that a lot. Um, and then... The the PlayStation One was just like a weird experience, dude. <sighs> so I mean, they ended up talking about a lot of games and stuff, right. but but before that, where they opened up with the banjo dude, yeah, and then, and then they had to like move the people, the people. yeah, uh huh, like because they wanted to replicate the tent from the Last of Us trailer, or I something. guess, you know, yeah, it was really. Really, really weird. Very weird choice. Yeah, and then they even had those weird interludes with like weird shape doing some music thing and going, oh, and then they went to the next game. It was uh, like the weirdest. Yeah, and they they had the guy playing the flute or whatever yeah, it was the up pan there. Flute or the pan something. Flute, yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. uh, there was just a lot of weird stuff. But the actual games that they showed, I thought were. I mean, look, cool, I, cool I, I'm I'm just gonna say this. I'm so old man on this now. I'm literally that dude saying, being like, "You need to watch Gone with the Wind because that's because like seriously, like I am You're not interested. so underwhelmed. Like every game that I looked at was so beautifully realistic, and yeah. then they crouched and they snuck up behind someone and murdered them. And then they shot someone with a bow and arrow from far away, or they had some combat where they were fighting with the sword, okay. and it was dark, and it was gray, and it was, I don't know, it's just everything looked like it was the same damn game all of a sudden, you know, I just... I do think there was a lot of that, especially when it came to the Microsoft show, I thought uh -huh. a lot of games ran together in my mind, uh -huh. I felt... Certainly, there were some games on this on the PlayStation One that were that kind of ran together, but so I thought some were, were unique enough looking. Like the Ghost of Tsushima one, I thought was like reasonably unique looking. Yeah. And and the I guess I, guess, I was gonna say Death Stranding is unique, but I guess what you're describing, you don't like the fact that he's like sneaking around well, or whatever. Well, so the the, the Ghost of Tsushima, what's it called? Tsushima. Tsushima was interesting until all of a sudden they were like, oh, let's creep up on the guards, and I was I like, see. God damn it, you did it again. Death Stranding is actually super interesting to me because really? I have no idea what's going on. Okay, and it just looks like. And, you know, Kojima said that he wants to make the game so that it's a non-violent kind of game that you okay. don't involve, like, you're not... I don't think he wants you to, like, kill things, right? So what's weird is that every scene 
his backpack had something different. Was right. a different size. He had things. So it's like this weird collection. Yeah. Well, but, no, you're a delivery man. Yeah, uh, so but that's what it made it. Seem I like. guess. I guess people are calling it. You know, the the new buzz term is. I guess is, is the walking simulator, where it's just like. <laughs> that's the kind of. Yeah. Like. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what else. Because finally, something happened towards the end, and then he died, and then it was like Death Stranding with Lindsay Wagner, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not interested in it. I just, I'm all for weird. That's fine with me. But it's the kind of weird where I'm just like kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like the kind of weird that would last me a game. Yeah, it's like it's like uh-huh, ten uh-huh. minutes of like, yeah, and, okay. And the, and but, the other thing I, I I'm tired of is cinematic footage trailer with weird, out of place background somber music that doesn't fit the environment. Like I don't remember. The, I think I think uh, might have been near or one of them. It was just like every time, like all these. Tra- so Mad World was in that Gears of War commercial a long time ago, you know. Oh right, and, and oh, they yeah, did okay. that super well, and it was cool at the time. It was artistic. Now everybody does okay, it. I see. Everybody has like here's this weird song that doesn't fit with the mood because like it's like some song, like some folksy song, while people are dying and killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody seems oh, to do true. that, that now. Happen, you know, and I'm just like, I can, oh, I can please that. stop, please stop this kind of thing now. You know. Yeah, one of the reasons that I thought Cyberpunk looked cool, as people are saying in the chat, was that it does look really unique. Uh, About cyberpunk, you yeah. mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it just co- looks unique. Control so. looked kind of u- unique. I mean, it looked kind of the same as the other games, but at least you had these crazy powers where uh-huh. you're just like yeah. transforming anything. And and to be honest with you, the thing I was probably most excited for, I mean, this was literally happened. I had the PlayStation on my laptop. Okay. I was sitting there, had it on there, and I had Third Strike training mode on. So I'm just sitting there doing practicing Dudley combos. Mm-hmm. And like during the PlayStation conference, and then all of a sudden there's like zombie coming up, and he's like chewing someone's neck and like a lot pulling of all the ten- tendons, and I was just like, another zombie game here. Then shot, and it was Leon, and then I oh yeah put down the joystick, oh, yeah. and I was like, yeah okay yeah the remake yeah, and then it was Resident Evil 2 remake, and then I got super hyped. Uh-huh. But see, it's it's nostalgia, right? Of course, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not it's not because hey, brand new gameplay like like a Katamari Damashi or a Shadow of Colossus kind of thing. Uh-huh. It was literally because it's just like I love Resident Evil Two. Sure, I love Resident Evil Four, and it's like they mixed them together like a Reese's peanut butter cup. You know what I mean? Like it just it looks so good. And like obviously, those games have a big hand in what current games look like. Mm-hmm. So so if you if you don't know what it is and you just see it happen and you're like, every game does that. But it does that because of <laughs> right. Resident yeah, Evil in yeah, you know uh-huh. in part anyway. Exactly, so. exactly. So uh, yeah, I thought so I wasn't like super enthralled by most of what I saw and I basically came into today, which was the Nintendo one, thinking as long as they don't have just some garbage, like it'll mm-hmm. be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't think that they had garbage. Um, yeah. I, I thought I thought that the uh, Smash Bros uh, Ultimate obviously is the one that I care yeah. about the most, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought that the Pokemon stuff looked cool. Okay. It's big news for them that they have Fortnite, and I met read some people who were excited about the uh, Demon X Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. seems mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, I mean Nintendo, but it wasn't a ton. Was just, it was just Smash Brothers. It was like it was basically here's, Smash. Here's filler. Here's filler. Here's filler. Right. Smash. Right. That was it. So yeah. so even for Nintendo, it's not like they were like bombarding you as they mm-hmm. have in some years mm-hmm. past. Just, Sick new game. Sick. New, it wasn't like right, that. Right, right. So I, just I, I don't know. Imagine Captain America be like, Microsoft, you promote this kind of game. Sony, you do this. Nintendo, smash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Avengers reference there. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the mecha game looked cool. You know, and uh, it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway, I think that looks cool. Um, but, of course, as you said, the biggest thing for them was right. Smash. Do you, out of the three, big three, who do you think won? I just think it was, like, a, not, a, not a great year right. in general. Mm-hmm. So, for me, the game I care about the most is, is obviously Smash. So I guess Nintendo, but yeah, if, yeah, if you're yeah. uh-huh. if you're somebody who is big into Gears or Halo, then you think Microsoft won. Right. And if you're somebody who's into The Last of Us Two, which definitely some people are, or Spider Man or whatever, like I, I feel like it's much it's much more about like which individual game that you are mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Whereas some years past, even if I don't think that like uh, like I'd be into playing a game necessarily. I can still recognize, like, all right, everybody's going to think that's sick. Mm-hmm. That's a big... And there's just game after game. That right. That's happened some years. I don't think that that happened this year. Right, right. I mean, Spider-Man did look pretty cool. It looked I mean, cool. It, yeah. But the thing is, they showed, like, the... the, the, the I'm, what I'm assuming is the intro sequence, right? The whole intro sequence where they break out of the cell and everything like that. But the swinging already looked kind of promising. Yeah. And if you end up in a city and you can swing like you do in Spider-Man 2... And just swing around the city yeah. and ignore all the stupid kids who cannot hold on to their balloon and the people who are falling off buildings. Because, God, that happened a lot. Really? Because those are all like the little mini missions. You would just be swinging around. You'd hear this kid going, my balloon! Oh, boy. My balloon! So you try to catch the balloon out of the air and bring it back to him. Or you'd hear, help! Help! And someone's falling off the building. Dude, there are a lot of people okay. falling off the building in, in, in that Bummer. city. Yeah, but... I ignored them all because I just swung around the city. Literally, I would spend maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours just swinging. Like, I didn't even care what was going on in the game. Like, it was just fun. Sure, that makes sense. If they can replicate that and they've said that they keep looking at Spider-Man 2 for the swinging inspiration, if they can replicate that, then... I will probably buy the game, and and I will probably play that game. So you know what game I really have enjoyed doing that in mm-hmm. is my cousin, my my nephew plays uh, Lego Marvel. Oh yeah, is that what okay. it's called? Okay. Marvel Legos or something like that. You know, it's the Lego version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ooh. you can you can just kind of web around and and sling around with Spider Man. Oh, okay. So, okay, so okay, he and I have okay. definitely spent time just like swinging around. Dude, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, it is yeah. cool. It yeah. is cool because they they also did it in Spider Man Two that they gave you a bunch of like different maneuvers you could do so that you could kind of do like really acrobatic mm. things and it was just really really cool that they did that. So yeah, Jump Force. Okay, I think that is actually a, a interesting game. Um, you know, it's the game with all the uh, anime. Oh, that's it. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like the new Jump Superstars, basically. Right. I think so. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. So that definitely seems cool. I'd like to know more about it. How is it a? Is it intended to be a competitive fighting game? I think that's up in yeah. the air. I, I saw a little bit of it today at the Namco booth, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't watch it a lot. So yeah, yeah. I've, from what I've heard, it's 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 more of like a party party kind of. Yeah. Game. Well, maybe not. I, I don't know. I haven't heard about that. I just well, I just heard that it's it's more like the sort of like uh, Naruto or it's, previous it's, Dragon it's Ball style like games. It's more like Dissidia kind of thing. Or, That's okay. how it kind of looked to me. A little bit like Dissidia. So yeah, yeah, a brawler arena. Yeah. There you go. That's a way to put it. But yeah, I mean, for the most. But part... But that can be competitive. I just I don't know if it if it is yeah. going to be. For the most part, the I, I mean, obviously outside of Smash, there hasn't been too many things that's been piquing my interest. Now, obviously. The new Tetris game that's coming out. Uh, they announced a new Tetris game. Oh yeah. But um, they called it the Tetris Effect because okay. they said like Tetris has this ability to like cure depression and like do all these other things. And then when people are sleeping, all they just picture are blocks dropping in their head, which I can 
a test tube okay. because that literally cured my insomnia uh -huh. at one point. Right when I graduated from college, it took me a while to find a job, and I was stressing out about that. I couldn't fall asleep, and then I started playing Tetris the Grandmaster at the UCLA arcade that I was working at, mm -hmm. and then it, I would just fall asleep because all I do is just picture blocks dropping in my head. Okay. But not only that, but it's made by Mizuguchi. Uh, I think that is, that's his name. Um, but he's the guy who did Res, Luminous, oh. uh, Medios, all those crazy music like like acid trippy kind okay. of games and stuff like that and and that combination sounds like it has a lot of potential has a lot of potential cool. so yeah yeah uh, before we talk about smash uh, I would also like to address the lack of announcement of <laughs> that's right yeah Mortal Kombat 11 mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I am stoked about <laughs> <laughs> but what if they're saving yes. it for Evo uh, yeah, it could be. Um, it, it it still seems unlikely to me that they would not stick to something like the previous mm -hmm, schedule mm -hmm. of every two years a new game comes out. They haven't said anything otherwise. I haven't heard or been told anything otherwise. So I just feel like that's so profitable for them. Like it's, I'd be surprised <laughs> if they changed it, especially if they if they change that without like announcing. Hey, uh -huh, we're uh -huh, not going to uh -huh. have a thing. We're intending to support Injustice right. for the next like whatever year or something like that. Without that announcement. I feel like that's just not likely. But I'm really happy for now because <laughs> I just want more time to play video games that I like before feeling like they're obsolete. Right. And it's, yeah. it's of course, uh, possible to still play Injustice 2. It's just... Uh, the NRS community has a not, tendency. doesn't work that great. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Especially with, uh, with Injustice 1. You know, the NRS scene is, compro is comprised of Mortal Kombat fans and some other people. And there's a lot of people who are really in it for the Mortal Kombat. Right. And I don't know anybody who's in it, like, for the Injustice. Like, okay. they'll play Injustice, okay. but it's not like, we're stoked for Injustice. Right. Right. It's, it's the opposite. So uh, I don't expect that Injustice 2 is going to last much longer after uh, the next game comes out. I haven't seen anything about Mr. Wizard talking about that. Uh, Death Note, Death Not Lexel saying that uh, in chat basically saying that they're trying to he he wants to remove melee because three would be too many Dude, yeah he talked about I, it a little I, bit. I think he, i think if this game is good enough i think they should just take away all of them and just put this one game in there i think that well smash 4 is definitely gone but uh yeah i mean for sure even smash 4 people are saying that right mm -hmm. um anyway yeah i'm i'm really i'm really happy personally to be able to play injustice 2 for longer i really really like the game uh that said, there are other people in the NRS scene who are in it for the Mortal Kombat and or, and or don't like Injustice that much. Even mm -hmm. if they are not like huge MK fans in particular, right. they may not just like how Injustice 2 panned out right. uh, and they want the next game. So there's, there's definitely a big chunk of the community that is upset to not have that announcement yet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy about it. I will say this though, a lot of people have actually been saying this, and this is a pretty crazy thing to say, but it feels like of all the individual companies, that it feels like Capcom is winning. Maybe so. Because Resident Evil 2 Remake looks amazing, yes. and uh, I just saw people saying like, I was even talking to one of the Capcom reps, they're like, have you played it yet? I'm like, not yet. They're like, you, you just have to play okay. it. You just have okay. to play it. And I've seen some people say that they have played it, and it's amazing. <laughs> Devil May Cry 5 was announced. That was super good. Look, um, I'm a Mega Man fan. Yeah, that's right. And Mega Man 11 was at the show. Right. And the first trailer that came out, I saw it, and I was just like, man. Really? Yeah, I just was like, I'm not 
looking forward to this because the physics looked weird, everything looked weird. They released a trailer recently, and I was like, wait, this looks a little better. But like, there was like this weird slowdown mechanic and stuff like that, and I was like, hmm, this is kind of weird. Like, are they putting that in there to make the game easier for beginners or whatever like that? I got to sit down and play it, and uh, I'm so happy right now. Like, I am. Oh yeah. Okay. I am, like. It it felt great. Okay. It felt great to play that because they did not skimp out on the difficulty, the physics of it, and everything like that felt really good. The new mechanics were implemented very easily to control. They even assigned a separate button to rush so that you don't have to switch weapons, the column okay. and stuff like that. But um, they even kind of built the game around the concept that you had that slowdown mechanic. Like, there's this new enemy that basically has a wheel that goes around him. Like, he's, it's a ring, mm-hmm. but there's only one hole in it. And so you can shoot the Mega Buster through it, but sometimes it's hard to aim, and so you slow time down. There's also uh-huh. parts where, like, blocks are falling, and a gap is too long, and it's like, block, blocks. So you got to slow it down okay. so you can jump okay, on it to jump cool across. Then. So they actually, like, are using the new mechanics. Really interesting, but it, it felt good, and the... Like the difficulty actually sounds. Uh, the difficulty felt good. Uh-huh. The difficulty felt good. Like I definitely died a bunch of times, and I was very happy about that. Like I want my Mega Man game to destroy me that way. Do you know what I mean? Should, so shouldn't be a cakewalk. It was. It was. I was very pleasantly good, dude. happy I'm glad. with it. Glad so, to hear it. So, it it's makes me. It's like a good thing and a bad thing. It's like wow, look, Monster Hunter came out, and then you know, Devil May Cry. Obviously, everyone's excited about that. I've only right. played the first one. Whatever. Yeah, I don't mean to poo poo it. I just I've right. never played it. So, I mean, I've only played the first one, so okay. I, I'm not all that in the Devil May Cry Five. But RE Remake looks super yeah, that good. Looks sick. Yeah. Mega Man Eleven looks super good. good. And then I'm just like, then I look at Cody's animations, and I'm like, why? <laughs> okay. Why? So did you? <laughs> It sounds like you went to the Capcom booth. Did yes. you see or play with Cody? Uh, so a bunch of people playing him. The mo- person I saw play him most was Combo Fiend. Oh, okay. That's so a Combo good Fiend was just at the booth. He was playing against Sherry, and it was like his third game with Co- yeah. Cody. He so. was like the best already. Well, he was super good. I mean, Sherry won the game. To, okay, to be sick. fair. Right. To be fair, right? But was then, she playing Nikali or Cody? Yeah, she was okay. playing Nikali. She was playing Nikali. And then, uh, then I saw him playing against Yipes. And then I saw him play against uh, Vi's Blanca. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's the classic Vi versus combo. Yeah, uh dude, trust me. I was just like watching that. I was like, ooh, you know, like, but like, the game is like Cody, it's, it's just hard to tell what, like, what his, like, distinct plan is yet, because we're all still trying to figure him out. He looks kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I was talking to Peter about it, and he oh, I forgot who I was talking to, but they were like, thought that the pipe might not be, like, the pipe might be broken, but it wasn't even that. And even, like, you know that, that part in the trailer where he throws the rock up and he hits it and it bounces up? I saw Combo Fiend miss the rock. Like, oh. you actually have to time the swing, and depending on how you hit it, I think it flies in different directions and stuff it's like that. It's a timing that. thing. Yeah, because I saw it definitely get hit straight. I've, I've seen that too. Right, I just figured yeah. it was two different button presses. Yeah, but I definitely saw him swing and miss. Unless my eyes are just deceiving me because I'm old. Well, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I saw that, okay. right? So, I mean, you know, huh. he, he and, and, and I do understand that he is definitely more Final Fight based than he is Alpha 3 based. Right. Right. And again, Alpha 3 was supposed to be Joe in the first place. It wasn't even supposed to be Cody. So? Yeah. So, um, 
I, I do. He does look a little stiff, but I kind of appreciate it a little bit because I see what they're trying to go for, and even just yeah. like the, the the little V skill thing. Yeah. Like you could do a lot of cool combos. Like you do crack kick into V skill, and that, that actually oh, really? is a cancel in a combo. Oh, okay. But like, I swear if I played him, I'm just gonna play him like I did CBS two Maki because I was just like three kicks everywhere. Does it take life? It takes gray health. It gray oh, health to yourself. Okay. So yeah. So I think that would act. I, Interesting. I might just go crazy with it because it is. It's invincible. It, you right. can just throw it out in the middle. Right. Of stuff, right. Yeah. Right? I've so, seen that. Okay. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah. I like his his V triggers look interesting. Right. Or at least the the pipe mm. one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I, I, the stiffness is 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 not something I'm, I'm I have a problem with. It's the posing that I do have some. So, so like a lot of his moves look good, but then like you look at the ruffian kick and it's just like it's a little weird. When he does the especially yeah, the, yeah. Low the low one, one looks weird. he just sure. kind of looks like he's like, yeah, you know, instead of like in the thir in the alpha three, you see him like stomp his uh, foot yeah, and yeah. just even in Street Fighter Four was cool yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. exactly. So uh, and and I will say I think his standing light kick is probably the worst animation in Street Fighter Five. <laughs> did you see it? Yes, I did. Although it's I still think it, it's that and maybe Sakura's crouching medium kick is pretty I mean, terrible too. Sure, also yeah, very bad. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But I I really feel it looks like. Uh, Kotal or Katana yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, down three uh -huh, uh -huh. and MKX just a little. He's like rotating on the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they said that they man, like, that's bad. It, it's funny too because someone pointed out that it's supposed to maybe look like his standing medium kick from Alpha Three, but if you look at a standing medium kick when he lifts up his leg, his whole body leans back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and in, in Street Fighter Five, he's just. It's just the leg. Right. Yeah, it's... And uh, I, dude, I forgot to do it. I really wanted to put up a video of the, the, the Ministry of Silly Walks, you know, because <laughs> he looks just okay. like that. Okay. All right. I can see that. <laughs> I wanted to do that. And I forgot to, so there I you go. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cammy's air throw was pretty awful, too. Pretty awful. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty awful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. Uh, there was also the DOA 6 announcement. Uh, yes. That's right. That life it, looks a, it looks a little like maybe grittier maybe like more take us seriously yeah oh, oh yeah because they also covered up the girls a little bit more yeah but like and just like, the general style not not that's obviously a big part of it but the general art style looks like it's supposed mm -hmm. to be like I, I feel like it kind of reminds me of the difference between maybe like an MK9 and MKX where yeah, like yeah, the characters yeah. go uh -huh, from, uh -huh. from being especially the female ones go from just being like Obvious sex symbols to being like a, like characters, like mm -hmm. believable people in a way. Yeah, but they have that that weird little close up face punch thing, yeah. and like they're they definitely seems like they're trying to do some interesting things with it. And it, it's it makes me excited to see what the DOA team can do while making a game specifically like hey let's try to make a fighting game that's balanced and like esports yeah. e and stuff like that and i don't mean esports by like let's make it esports friendly but they just want to have it be a serious competitive fighting game i i think that was what the intention was with the last game and by accounts of friends of mine who play the game they thought it was good it's just that it retained the mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the perception of being a joke and mm -hmm. uh it retained the look of it in many ways so I, I don't I don't like need to have a game where there's no boobs. That's I feel like a different story. Right. But it'd be nice to have characters be be uh, people. Yeah. Maybe. And, and, or, or 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 people what, can be sexy, but or like, doing what Street Fighter Five is doing and actually giving us the guys who are now super sexy. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, like what they're doing with Cody, just I love it, dude. It makes me. Oh so yeah, happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, what they're funny. doing with Cody. I think that's yeah. funny. So. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll certainly try it out. I'll definitely try out the game. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I never, I never have spent time with DOA, and I, I now know people who played DOA five and who played previous DOA games. But mm-hmm. in the in the mid two thousands, I didn't know anybody who played Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, I ha- <laughs> after having traveled in and played in Southern California, Northern California. Washington D.C. and sort of the general uh-huh, Eastern Seaboard, uh-huh. uh, Paris and London. I never met anybody who played it. Right. So uh, competitively, anyway. So that's that scene was like not. It existed. It was in fact on TV mm-hmm, back in the mid two thousands in a way that no other fighting game was. <laughs> I just never knew anybody right, who played yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, I'll, uh-huh. I'll try. I'll try it out now that I do know some people, and yeah. you know, see how it goes. And uh, even when DOA five came out, I remember. Do you know we talked about it on the Twitch show? We never did a, a like a introduction <laughs> to it like, that we did to all the other yeah. games. Well, we haven't done that. In a long but time, like yeah. um, that game, like I, I I like the idea of it as a good introduction to three D fighting games because it's. It's it is a 3D fighting game, but it still plays very different. You know what I mean? It's not quite the same thing as as like a uh, Virtual Fighter Tekken style of oh, it's your turn, my turn. Because because this was just like count- everybody can counter everything, yep. right? So um, you know, I think it'd be cool if that game can come out and 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 really. I mean, look. I want all the fighting games to succeed. Like I'm rooting for fighting games, indeed, in general. But Jesus Christ, there's so many of them. I, yes. I just don't like. It's so frightening to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. actually frightening to me because, like I said, the first time the fighting game genre kind of died is because it got overloaded, and so I'm actually kind of scared of that. But at but, least the games are good now. Now this time around. Yes. Last time, a lot of the games were piles <laughs> of garbage. Ki so. one, Ki two. Time Killers, Mace the Dark Age, War Gods, you know. Honestly, I think it's more like there were 10 good fighting games in the 90s and like everything else was bad. <laughs> yes. So. Uh-huh. Well, I was definitely naming all the bad ones. I'm just so, saying, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it's better, Double easier drag, to do the opposite. Here's like the 10 good uh-huh. ones, yeah, everything yeah, else yeah, was bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think it's the opposite this time. Right, Almost right. everything is good. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Dead or Alive was on DirecTV, if I recall correctly. Was it? Oh yeah, you don't remember? It was on. Um, oh, dude, what, are, what was one of the generic esports titles? Uh, like World Cyber Gaming, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, I remember that now. I remember that now. Yes, yes, yes. It was one of the ones that died. It did die. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But World Cyber Games was the one that did the. Uh... Yeah, World Cyber Games. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on. There you go. Directv. Yeah. Uh, so. Obviously, it's existed, and the competitive scene has existed. It was just never that big. But I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. Um, anything else before we get to Smash? Oh, uh, God. I feel like there was another fighting game, something that was announced. Uh, there's Story Mode announced in Soul Calibur. Okay, okay. That's cool. Um, they announced two new characters for KOF heroines. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, what was her name? Uh, Xian or the, the, the crazy dive kicky character. Oh, Mian? Mian, that's what it was. Mian and Luang are added to it. Although it's funny now because Mian has no clothes now, so it's like she looks like a completely different person, right? Uh-huh. Instead of the, 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 the Roby. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. okay. so. But um, that, and then uh, they did announce that 30th anniversary is going to get some sort of update that they've heard the, the, the frustrations from players. And they oh, announced this. Yeah, they announced that there's a patch coming to it. Uh-huh. I don't know what's going into okay, it. I talked to some of the Capcom guys, and I was like, 
hey, what's happening? And they're like, yeah. So they really couldn't tell me. So, yeah. But, That's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're keeping their lips. Well, they yeah. usually keep their lips. Yeah, sealed, yeah. So, so uh, but uh, they are trying to do something to improve it. So hopefully, hopefully that means net code, right? I think that's the, the biggest issue with it. Right. It'd be nice to be able to do EX moves in Marvel mm. in third. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, it's funny because when I play it, I don't have that problem. I haven't had that problem yet at all, which is strange. So, well, I have. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, it, it could just be in my hands. Who knows? Oh yeah, and of course, Dragon Ball Fighters know. is going to be on Switch, which I'm oh, happy yes. about because now I can practice it on the plane yeah, and man. stuff like that, and just you know when I'm just chilling and everything like that. Although I will say so far that using a pad, even for Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, has been really annoying. <laughs> so it's been kind of frustrating. Difficult so. to do. Yeah, it's just like every time I try to do a double jump combo, I jump new straight up instead of diagonal and stuff like that. So far, nuts. I've only used the switch in, in Blaze Blue Cross Tag for testing stuff in training mode that's testable with one button. So the example is I was testing what to do about Jin's Resonance Super, mm -hmm. which does like 30% chip. It's, oh, Jesus. It's crazy, okay, dude. Okay, okay. And it's, it's, full, it's full height, so you can't jump over it. Well, mm -hmm. almost nobody can jump over it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what do you do? So I just... Set the, the dummy to do the super, right. and then I was like, "All right, what do I, what do I press?" Mm -hmm. So I was just like on the floor, trying to stretching and rolling stuff, on my yeah. muscles and whatever, doing self massage stuff, and yeah, just being like, "All right, hey, take her, come back, dash," you know, things like that. Uh, okay, just like, okay. So uh, other than like really easy testable situations, mm -hmm. I haven't tried. Yeah, my saddest thing right now with Blazeblue Cross Tag Battle is the team that I'm kind of settling on is like the most boring. Okay. Like, I'm just like not excited about this team. But Hyde the, and you. But the fact that like they have interesting enough combos like and kind of rush down that I'm a little excited. It's not really Hyde and you, right? No, it's not Hyde and you. It's actually Linne and and Vice. Vaishni. They say Weiss. Oh, they do say Weiss? That's what oh, the game okay. says. I thought it'd be Vice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 the game says Weiss. Right. So. so far, it's like those two. So it's just sorty chicks, basically. I think Weiss is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, she has that wall, which I haven't figured out like what the best use of it is going to be, the ice wall. So that's kind of interesting. Lynette, oh, well, okay. Lynette's just like a big rushdown character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're boring. It's just that, that like... I kind of wanted to use like Hazama and like so. Yeah. I wanted to do something Weirdos. crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's not a weirdo. Right. Uh huh. But the problem with it is like, although I will say right now with Linne, I'm I'm really feeling the 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 the, the cross tag problem right now. Where okay. I'm trying to develop a a solo combo for her, and I'm trying to find a combo that works at multiple ranges and stuff like that. But I just don't have enough access to moves. Like I just feel like I'm missing so many moves because I cannot get anything to consistently connect at certain places because I only have the choice of four things to do. I have great combos if I choose to use my teammate. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, I can normalize the combo so that it doesn't uh -huh. matter what range I'm at if I have my teammate, if I'm willing to use that partner meter. Uh -huh. But if I don't have the partner or if I don't want to spend that meter, I can't, like, I'm just having a lot of trouble finding, like, the ability to craft the combo that I want to do it, you know what I mean? Because I'm just missing... Because Linne is literally, my move goes halfway across the screen or my move goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. 
and then halfway across the screen one is one, two, three, knockdown. You gotta use all three of them, and then once you've used all three of them, you don't have access to those buttons okay. anymore because she's still, the Eunice characters still are very Eunice-like where yeah. you can use them and chain them in any direction right. and stuff like that. But after I knock them down and then I can OTG them, it's so hard to get anything afterwards because they're always okay. not in range anymore, and it's just like there's a little bit of frustration with that. So, have you looked into Chie? I feel like that character might be fun for you. I heard she's super damaging, but she I haven't, I haven't, I haven't messed with her yet. So, so she has big solo combos uh -huh. uh, for big damage. She has good setups. She's not like a strong footsies character, but mm -hmm. she has really good pressure and okay. damage. Okay. And, and she has the meteor super, so she just like jumps up in the uh, air and throws meteors out, I mean, I, which is I, a really good setup for high-low stuff. I've just been kind of avoiding the Persona characters right now because I'm not sure if they're... Because I messed with Yukiko, and you know uh -huh. it was literally Persona and fans, yeah. so I wasn't sure if Persona was just going to be like A and Persona. I'm not sure how the, how they work exactly. Uh, I haven't played Chia myself. Oh, I just okay. but I've been playing against people who use her, and okay. she seems like a James character. To okay, me. okay, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Give it a go for sure. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about Smash. So they announced obviously a while ago that there'd be a new Smash game, or at least what we all assumed would be new. And uh, today they showed more about it. So it seems from having watched the Nintendo Direct, and then I also watched the Invitational, uh, Invitational and the treehouse oh, okay. in between okay. where okay. they were showing a bunch of casual sets uh it, i think it looks it looks good uh it looks fast to me it um looks certainly faster than smash 4 in in the ways of the movement looks faster the dashing looks faster and more sort of effective you can do more actions out of it mm -hmm. uh the launching looks faster like the actual character travels right. faster uh -huh. when they uh -huh. are hit mm -hmm. which is cool uh and the the game has like these kind of Tekken-ish slowdown moments, which are really cool to watch. So I, I feel I feel like it, even as just a spectator, it looks like it's more interesting to me. Right. I I was the thing that stood out the most to me was that when you play the game one v one, things change. Yeah. Right. So the slow motion thing only happens in one v one. Right. That doesn't happen in the party mode. The fact that they up the damage in 1v1, mm -hmm. because this was the problem in Smash 4. Like, I, I realize now what the problem was. They didn't want to up the damage for the 1v1 because that would have affected the multiplayer game as well. They yeah. probably didn't want people to die too fast there, like the balance on it. was So they literally made it so that in 1v1, moves just do more damage. They showed an example. It was like 48 versus 43% or something. And so you're going to get better launches. What someone actually said to me, though, is that now that means that combos that you're used to in single might not work in doubles so now it like like in tennis there might be dedicated doubles oh, players and stuff like that interesting though and i think that would be cool i, I don't mind that at all yeah. but like just the fact that they're doing that kind of stuff that they made it so that every stage has a battlefield variant mm -hmm. yeah. you know like it's it's it seems more than sakurai going here for glory for honor kind of you yeah. know for glory, for glory. Yeah, yeah for glory which was almost kind of like a like a like a way to like placate you uh -huh, guys, you sure. know, like here you go play your boring version. But like this one actually feels more like that they're like, okay, look, this is a legit way people are playing this game. We're gonna yeah. do this now. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. Uh -huh. I think that's great. I, I'm definitely with you. It looked like a lot of fun. It, it was just it was cool to see people move faster. And oh, uh, on top of that, it seems like when you do like a like a jump button, 
It seems like there's very little landing lag. As it's you, like L-canceling automatically. It kind of seems like that. Yeah, so, uh-huh. so it just seems like all around, it's like a more, it's a faster, more interesting game. You can do more things as the player. I mm-hmm. feel like you're less like bound yeah. in some ways that you were in Smash 4. I, I asked like the Smash community on Twitter, I was like, does the game seem faster speed-wise to you? And they said, it looks similar to Smash Wii U, but even if it is, the gameplay is going to be faster in general because of the higher damage and the fact that mm-hmm. now if you roll a lot, it mm-hmm. gets weaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can stale your roll. I'm sure it's just like everything else. There's probably a hidden meter and that if you haven't is. used it a lot, then it's going to be back to normal. Yeah. But then they said now you can't... Because I guess, I guess my implication from that comment is that in Smash 4, there's just a ton of rolling, and so it's really hard to kill people, and it kind of stales the game down a little bit, and so it just lasts longer. So I saw a bunch of Smash people on Twitter saying like they could might be able to go back to four stock on this game. Oh, man, it seemed like it, because in the uh, Treehouse and then in the Invitational, they were playing it on like four or five stocks, right. and it was going plenty fast. Okay. And, then, and then, yeah, and then you see the Ryu thing, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't turn around in in one v one. He you walk backwards, and so you can't accidentally do the fireball like when you're trying to do Tatsu. He actually plays like a Street uh-huh. Fighter. That's amazing. That's dude. it's great. It's great. It's yeah, so cool. Uh, they, I, I feel like they did a great job with all the returning characters. So every character's in it. It's MVC two. It's literally MVC two. Okay. Every MVC character. MVC two was every character from all the previous games put into one game, there you and go. then here's a few brand new characters. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Then, uh, that's awesome. I mean, everybody. If you wanted any returning character, then you're you're happy. Dude, Ice Climbers is back. Ice Climbers is back. Now, I did hear that Ice Climbers uh, Nana can't grab if popo grabs then she like taunts or whatever oh so you're not going to okay, get like okay, a chain okay, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. um so they I were mean, <laughs> they cause, were aware because <laughs> the thing about it was one of the reasons why is they i don't think they put her in smash wii u was because they had the eight player mode and it was just they couldn't process having 16 characters Could on be. there at once but obviously the Switch is new hardware, so they probably can. So now if you have eight-player mode and they all pick Popo Nana, you're going to have 16 characters jumping around on the screen, which would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. I want to see that so uh, bad. So a lot of the returning characters got interesting stuff, like Ganondorf actually uses his sword nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's like for, for his smashes, he actually uses the sword. It's not just yeah, kicks and punches. Uh-huh. I think that's pretty cool. Dude, I like the fact that a lot of characters have their own custom meters now. Yes, they did right? that. Yeah. yeah, so like a Lucina, you can actually see how many times... I'm sorry, it was Robin. Robin. You can see how many times she has left to use a weapon so you know when she's going to toss uh-huh. it and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Shulk, now you can choose which power-up on when you hit the button the wheel comes out and you select it with the analog instead mm-hmm. of trying to cycle through them and stuff. So Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about all that stuff. And mm-hmm. presumably there are other balance changes too, but yeah. I don't know. But what I heard is that Snake is basically Brawl Snake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People were like, wow, this guy's the same character. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, okay. I don't know how okay. it'll turn out though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really happy that they did all that stuff. And then new characters, Inkling, I think is a, is a very interesting character yeah. design. They really made it interesting. So she has a meter, like you were talking about, the uh-huh, ink uh-huh, meter. Uh-huh. Uh, and if she inks the opponent, then they will take more damage from her hits. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened in the Invitational. Oh, yeah. Mango was playing uh, Inkling, and uh-huh. he like got a bunch of ink onto, uh, I think it was MKLeo who he was playing against. Uh-huh. And, and damage was piling up. 
like fast. Like he basically got his butt kicked otherwise. Uh, okay, but when okay. but when he got the ink on there, MKLeo was taking the damage for sure. Yeah. But the squid, the, the Inklings can run out of ink. You they actually have to dive ink, into the ground to actually get your ink back, uh-huh. just like Splatoon. So yeah, yeah, su- super cool. And then Ridley's in there. Uh, Ridley. <laughs> That's basically. It's so funny. I woke up this morning and I was like, "Shit, it's already past nine o'clock. I'm late for the Nintendo Direct." I. Grab my phone, I turn on the thing, and right when I get there is when they're showing the cinematic of Ridley coming and swooping yeah. down. Like, I caught... And murdering Mega Man. Yeah, I caught <laughs> just that part. Yeah. And then it was like credits, and then like, time for the treehouse. I was like, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, interestingly, in that clip... Somebody posted on Twitter later. You can see Ridley doing the little like little like hat twirl, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just like in uh, in Mario. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like, is is it actually Cappy? Oh yeah, he's in there. They already showed it. They already showed Cappy's in there. They, like they showed like returning things for new char- for old characters, and they showed that Mario had Cappy. Oh, I guess what I meant is like is date is Ridley controlled by Cappy? Oh, so it's like it's like not actually Ridley, but rather. No, 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 Mario no, 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 what happened was that when, when Mario gets swooped away, his hat falls. I know, I know, I, know, I just, okay, okay. but I'm, I think I'm gonna go with the theory that it's like Mario controlling the big but T-Rex. That's, on, that's only if Ridley has the mustache, though. <laughs> oh, I guess, okay, fine. He would have to have the mustache. the mustache, yeah, all right, uh-huh. all right, uh, anyway, it's really cool that Ridley's in there. See, but that's, again, it's like... Like, Sakurai actually was just like, all right, you guys want Ridley? We'll put Ridley. Because they've just said forever, like, we can't put him in there. He's too big. And then yeah. they just shrunk him down and put uh, him in the game. It's like Bowser. How big has Bowser been in some games? <laughs> right. It's, you know, you can just fix it by right, making right, him smaller, right, whatever, right. which they did. Mm-hmm. And they also have him all hunched over, so it's, whatever, it's fine. Right. Uh, he has some very interesting moves. He has Firebrand Kidnap. <laughs> he has, I guess I didn't think about that, but it is yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what Apology Man tweeted. He was like, Kidnap! Yeah, it's kind of so, like yeah. Kidnap. Uh-huh. And then he has like a like a spine move that does absurd damage oh, yeah? at the sweet spot. Oh, okay, okay. 40 damage, oh, 40% Jesus. or something like okay, that. It's like okay. wild looking. So anyway, we'll see how, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, exactly. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm so happy with all the stuff I've seen. Dude, they, as soon as they announced it, they put up the website, and you could see all those like little right. animations. That's where that amazing Falco animation was, where he walks up, eats the grape, walks up, sees the chicken on the floor, and he's like, looks at it, and he goes, <laughs> dude, that thing was, oh my god, it was genius. But like, they had a, they had a new remix of Vegas theme on right. the site, you know, re, uh, from Street Fighter. But then also, uh, dude, this is just the nerd, geeky, OCD, organized man that I... Dude, the fact that they numbered them all, like, makes me so happy. Uh-huh. Like, the yeah. fact that they all have numbers. Like, if I, if I was super into it, I would have memorized all the numbers. Sure. And, like, I would have... Dude, it was just like, uh... Yeah. I thought it was interesting how they numbered the original characters. Like, Donkey Kong is number two. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh-huh. I think it might have been the way the order of the character select was. Okay. I think that's probably what it was. Okay. So. Yeah. 60% on Sweet Spot, and it's right, it crumples too. on, on <laughs> So it's, that's crazy damage. Right, so, yeah. yeah. Heads I mean, up on that. I don't know if that'll survive. And it seems like Bayonetta has exactly, well, not exactly, but very much the same stuff. With the ability mm-hmm. to combo somebody off the top of the screen, right? Because that happened in the Invitational, like MKLeo. I think like th- 
beat somebody with three with three stocks still left, uh-huh, something like uh-huh. that, two or three. He's just a blow up. Oh, okay. He, and he okay. was just doing that. So, dude, well, the funniest thing about it too is I remember when Smash they announced this game. I was like, probably the best thing Nintendo can do is put in no guest characters so that they can. You know, have the license for performance and all this stuff like that. And That's right. Have to... <laughs> exact opposite. opposite. Hey, as long as they, they got good contracts. Every... Yeah, I know. Good contracts. They I'm. It's fine. Everybody back like that blew my head. That blew my mind that they actually just said, you know what, we're just bringing everybody back, including including Snake. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, King ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, the change to perfect shield is really interesting. That happens now when you're getting out oh, of shield. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's much more about like finding the exact moment yourself, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. And they also, uh, like like some people are saying, that the throw techs are there now. You can yeah. tech throw. That's crazy. I haven't the, seen footage of that yet. Yeah, the dodge apparently is directional, although they said the wave dashing doesn't quite work. But... Well, so that's because you you have to wait until you're a little bit up in the air before you dodge oh, is what i read okay okay there's a height restriction there's a height restriction, there's a height restriction. Yeah. okay okay gotcha gotcha okay oops uh, okay cool okay but it seems like dashing is better anyway so yeah you can attack out of the dashes a lot easier uh, it's just it just seems like they just did a lot of like we actually listened to people's complaints and we fixed it and everything like that. I think the only thing they didn't do was put tripping back in, right? So <laughs> everybody loved tripping, right? Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, so there's 20 frames of landing lag after. Uh, oh, okay, okay, that's didn't that's know okay. That. okay. That's cool. Okay. Um, hey, Dr. Mario's back. That's cool. And he's not an Echo character somehow. I don't know. Well, th- they don't count the Echo characters when they have slightly different changes. I guess, right? I guess so, that must be what it is. So he yeah. has he has pills. I mean, the pills actually have different trajectories yeah, yeah. and stuff. Than, but I mean, like, Mario, so. Mario doesn't even have the cape anymore, right? That's only Dr. Mario Oh, now, fair enough. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. I guess, and like, right. So Mario's... Doctor doesn't have the water spray, you know? Mario is different now than he was in mm-hmm, Melee. Mm-hmm. So that, that actually makes more yeah. sense. That's true. And he got a spike, too. Right. Right, that's like true. He yeah. actually has an aerial spike now. So yeah, his down air was a spike. So oh, Mario does have the cape. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Dr. Mario does not have the yeah. have the water. Stuff. What is funny about pills? That's exactly what he's tossing. Dr. Mario's tossing pills. Yeah. Actually. What is, is it called? Something else? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I it's I I mean look, they announced the date, December seventh, yeah. twenty eighteen. So it's coming out of the end of this year. But like the fact that Nintendo just basically said, here's all the Smash information that you care about. And that's it. Like, there's no questions left at this point in time. Like, we're all in on this right now. And, like, I, I hope Melee players take the up, like, maybe go and try to play this game. Obviously, the Smash 4 players will do that. And it's cool because you're not going to be missing any of your mains. Like, your main is going to be there no matter what, yeah. right? And so... You know, if we can get it to the point where, like, the entire Smash community is just playing, like, a large, like, obviously they're going to play all the games, but, you know, it'd be cool to see something like Evo just having this one Smash game, you know. Melee is definitely not going anywhere. I I would be very surprised if it it did. I I think it'd be cool if some of the Melee players also played Ultimate 
Like mm-hmm. Mewtwo King plays all oh, the games. Oh, he'll like, definitely play. Oh, but it'd be yeah, nice yeah. if more people did right. that kind of thing. Armada and Melee yeah, yeah, yeah. and Hungry Box, because that's the thing. Because you but know, I'm what, sure that they'll keep playing Melee. One of the greatest things about something like Dragon Ball is that you know we talked about it that we get Sonic Fox versus right. Goichi versus you know Leffen and all that stuff like that. Even within the Smash community itself, like how great would it be to get the Smash Four players playing against the classic right. gods? You know what I mean? Because like be cool. we don't really get. We don't see anything like Nairo versus Armada, you know what I mean? Or Hungry Box versus Zero or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that would be sick. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, so I think Hungry be... Box does play Smash 4, huh? Okay, okay. Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, <laughs> For sure, in cross. Uh, you saw some of that today, but uh, yeah, it's obviously... It's an exhibition. Exhibition. It's an exhibition, so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they also had a Nairo versus three celebrities... Three on one. Oh, really? And Nairo blew him up. Blew him up. <laughs> he was Snake. That's cool. Uh, and it was uh, it was blow up. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, was that like against like Zelda Williams and like? It wasn't her, but it was like other people. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing something about that. So okay. I don't know some some okay. other folks. I mean, Axiom. If you, someone wants to just post a link to it, I'll I'll look at it. But I just you know. Look at what? I guess something about Wizard tweeting something, but you know. Yes, he did. Uh, he tweeted. I mean, I don't know how seriously how serious it is. Right, because that's what I was saying. It's like it, you know, it, it could, wizard is you know. It like, could definitely be taken seriously to look at okay, the at the wording okay. of it. Okay. So uh, I think it'd be real dumb <laughs> to to put a cap on the number of Smash games at Evo. I think it'd be dumb for the scene because I I feel like it should be whichever games are popular should be there. Um, yeah, he says three Smash games will never be at Evo. Also, with melee yeah. players requiring three out of five for top, top 64, 64, which, uh, as far as I know, is not entirely accurate, uh, we can't co- accommodate them at Evo, so this could possibly be their final year at Evo. I hope melee is super exciting in the arena this year. So I think it'd be real silly and bad to to enforce the not having Smash games. <laughs> uh, like I said, I want to have whatever the popular games are, whatever it has the scene for, mm-hmm. I think it should mm-hmm. be there. And... Uh, melee players are I just feel like unlikely to give up on their game Yeah. and if that's true then more power to them uh, and I expect that Smash 4 will get basically left in the dust in favor of this yeah. version because I mean this honestly doesn't even feel like as much of a like complete overhaul sequel as it feels like it's like we just took Smash Wii U and we just exploded yeah. it basically yeah, I think you that know, seems right. it, it feels like it feels like a Maybe like an MVC one to MVC two kind of thing, you know, and then they just well, I don't know. MVC two is pretty freaking different than right. MVC one, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Just let it let it happen. I, I think it, I would not want to see anything enforced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, did Orica ask? Did Nintendo ask them to stop showing it? I don't know. You never Ooh. know. It's, I've, Nintendo has taken that step in the past, right? Uh-huh. But they've changed a lot since that. It was 2013. Yeah, they've changed a lot since then. I mean, so again, I think I'd be surprised. This is this is James' conspiracy hat theory, but I always yeah. wonder how much Marvel might have affected the reason why MVCI is not at Evo. I'm with you. you. Know? I, I'm I, with I, you. I wonder about that sometimes. I wonder too. You know, so it could very well be that Nintendo was just like, oh, okay. Well, well keep in mind, nothing's official. I, right? So, yeah. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. and I don't know how seriously to take that wizard tweet anyway because. Wizard just kind of says stuff sometimes. Yeah, you never, uh, uh, never really know. <laughs> oh man. 
Okay. All right. Anyway, very cool. Looking forward to it. Great to get more information on it. From a, from a fighting game perspective, there wasn't it wasn't like the most impactful E3 ever, but the Smash news is obviously really big, and it's nice mm-hmm. to get other stuff about other games as well. So, yeah. Cool. Exactly. So okay. Do you want to take another break? When we come back, we can do week number two of our new segment which last week we just had FGC topics now we're going to be calling it 50-50 matchup which is what someone suggested calling it last week where we just take certain topics and talk about them in a part in the interruption ESPN style you could do that for a very long time dude. I can keep it going but now you got me smiling (laughs) (laughs) it's weird it's hard to do that when you smile huh I guess it is it's possible though I mean, I always get like I always get like tired when I do that. And wow, look at this! You've got like all the you, you've got I have the, a lot of practice. You've got the eyebrow raising Olympics uh, on on lock here right now. So been doing it for a long time. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll all be right. right back, guys. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. So let's do our. New colon 50-50 matchup. Uh, last week we started to do a new uh, mm-hmm. program, didn't yep. we? So basically we're just uh, kind of doing like a pardon the interruption kind of topic. Last week we talked about like what happened to Punk, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so this week, obviously the big news was the summit and Hook Gang God's win, right? Yep. So last week on the chat, you and Tubaware kind of got into it a little bit because you were saying, like, Piccolo sucks, and oh, Tubaware's right. like, he's not that bad. And then Hook Gang God comes in here, and he wins the tournament Indeed. with Piccolo, right? And it's an interesting topic because, you know, recently on Twitter, we've had Mena RD even being like, I'm done with Birdie. I can't play this character right. anymore. I need to jump to somebody else. Punk tried to go to Kami. Knuckle Dew started playing Kami. Haitani left Nikali, went to Akuma and everything. Right. We have all these people abandoning ship for top tier characters right and then in a game where one the players felt like we definitely knew who was the best and Uh two a game where the tiers definitely matter more than most of the other games it seemed like it all of a sudden piccolo and hooking god win not just that but fifth place apology man so the two piccolo players you know, P- Apology Man's there at fifth place with with uh, Piccolo, Tien, Goku, which is like not mm-hmm. a top tier right. team in any for any of those characters. So here's the question then: Is it better then to stick with a character that isn't strong? So like, are people like Mana RD and Punk and Gamer B and Knuckle Do and Man, you know all these guys are they making a mistake? trying to jump to a top-tier character. Obviously, it didn't work for Punk. He's going back to Karen, for example, right? Is it a mistake to do that because playing the character that you connect with is the way that you win, like Hook Gang God, right? Is that better? Or is Piccolo actually just (laughs) top-tier? And we just didn't know because this is what happens in fighting games, right? Sure. Uh, I think it's unlikely that Piccolo's top tier, but I also think he's probably good. He's just not like a top tier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not among the five best, but is he among the ten best? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, in this maybe. game where like Cell and like Kid Buu are just like, and Bardock are clearly yeah, very strong, better than most of very the other strong. characters, you know, Hook Game God succeeds with Piccolo. So what... What do you think? I mean, if you were well, talking to some of like those Street Fighter players who are jumping to the top tier, yeah. would you say you're making a mistake? 
I just I think I would caution against learning too much of a lesson from Hook and God winning with uh, his team. His team, his victories were as much about Sel Vegeta as they were about Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there were some games where Piccolo basically ran the show, but I would submit that in general, it was more about Cell and and Vegeta. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's tough to learn from a team game the lesson that you have to go top tier because you have multiple <laughs> characters to sort of back right. uh, to rely on in street fighter you just got the one and in other other single games you just got uh, you just got the one so i think mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of like difficult to learn that lesson too strongly but uh, yeah i'm i'm certainly not going to argue anymore that i think piccolo's bad cuz it doesn't seem like he's bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i think i was probably wrong about that one of the things the commentators are saying is that his jump attacks are all super good and right. they look super, they just look like they have ridiculous range on them but, you know, I mean, there is something to be said about using the characters that you're comfortable with, right? I mean, because sure. let's think about it. Last year, you know, Tokido's using Akuma. Everyone's like, oh, he's the best character in the game. And all these, you know, knuckle do with Guile and all these things like that. And and who won it was Mena RD with Birdie. Mm-hmm. He won Capcom Cup, you know, and that was just like... It turned out that... Or Birdie was top five. Right, all, exactly. Uh, that was the thing. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh my God, he's top yeah. five. You know, we had CN win with Gen and stuff like that, you know. Is it, I mean, I, there's part of me that really feels like trying to change to a top tier character very rarely works. I mean, Cami won. She's obviously super strong, but the Cami that won was someone who's been playing her for all three seasons. There you go. Right? So I, I really do, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, if you're using Ryu, you're going to win because Ryu right. sucks, right? right? I mean, it's like, there's a different story between Ryu and Piccolo. They're, like, in two very different Absolutely characters. Absolutely right, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Hook God did not win with... Uh, with like Ginyu, or like with like Yamcha. Yamcha. Yeah. Well, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I, I think it's a little bit different, but it's. I, I do think that your point is is in its essentials correct. That you need to be playing a character that you like, mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. enjoy using, because mm-hmm, if that's mm-hmm. true, then you'll be more. Uh, into uh, exploring all the little facets of the character, mm-hmm. you you won't feel like it's a chore. If you think something's a chore, you you just are less inclined to put everything into it. Right. So if it's something that you like, then you're you're going to do better. Mm-hmm. But it has to be within competitive reason. Like, yeah, yeah, you, like yeah, if your favorite yeah. character uh, is Q, you're out of luck. Right. But if you, if your char- favorite character is one of the top. Makoto, Yannis, or whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yang kind of right. Thing. Then, okay, you can do it. It's maybe a little tougher, right. but it's doable. And and as you mentioned, you know, obviously in a game like Dragon Ball, the team aspect can cover yeah. Piccolo's weaknesses a lot more, right? So yeah. So I, I think I, I wouldn't learn like all the lessons out of it. It's just, but it is it is a good point that you have to enjoy the characters, and he definitely enjoys Piccolo. It's yeah. obvious. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I I I don't know if he would enjoy other characters well enough to also win with them. I think that it might be reasonable for him to try that out. <laughs> but if he if he finds that he that he just doesn't enjoy playing the game without Piccolo, then that's fine. I mean, even in I think, think in other team games, there's certainly examples where somebody has two out of three strong characters in Marvel mm-hmm. 3 or in Marvel 2. Oh, did NL play Ryu Season 1? Okay, okay, that's my mistake. I wasn't sure. Oh, I didn't know that either. But, I mean, he's been playing her for two years now, yeah. and he's obviously very good at with this character, so yeah. just a lot more than, like, what Punk and Knuckle do and Gamer B are doing, right? So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
cool. Uh, well, uh, kind of related to this, the next question that I have for you here is that, dude, hooking gods, he entered his first tournament four months ago. His first the, offline tournament yeah, yeah, ever uh-huh, uh-huh. was this year. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's what a lot of, and, and now he just won. And now summit. he's maybe the best Dragon Ball player in the world. Right. I mean, it's hard to debate that when you beat Goichi, Fenrich, and Sonic Fox in the same tournament, right? It's really hard to, uh, not, uh, to, to argue with that. Similar, I feel like, kind of like how Punk showed up all of a sudden, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he just showed up out of nowhere mm-hmm. at the Red Bull Battlegrounds. Again, he had played online, but yeah, yeah uh-huh. not online. But then he as much. got, what, third place, I think it was, at that tournament? And then it was like, yeah, I think it was like Sounds fourth right. or third place or something yeah. like that. And he did really well. And, you know, it's interesting. There's these young kids, like, coming in here, and then they're winning and doing really well right away. So a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, this guy just is just oozing with natural talent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, that's kind of scary because, you know, I, I, I'm of the notion that I believe that, you know, you can get to that place even if you don't have that kind of natural okay. talent. But do you feel like this genre is kind of a natural talent kind of, you know, favoring kind of situation here. You know what I mean? Can we expect someone to rise up all of a sudden and defeat everybody like Hook Gang God did that put in the work, you know? Uh (laughs) Um, Like... So I think the first thing I would say is that although the first time that he played offline in a tournament was four months ago... Wild number, first off, mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm, incredible mm-hmm. number. Uh, he put in a lot of work online before that, mm-hmm. so it's not like this right. dude like picked up fighting games this year. Right. He he put in a ton of work. Punk did the same thing. Right. Uh-huh, Mena uh-huh. did the same thing. It just if you're not paying attention, and why would you? Uh, previously, then it feels like they just pop in, and oh, here they are. They're the best all of a sudden. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. said, certainly for all those cases, their rise is meteoric. It's, right. It is uh-huh. even Mena RD had the me- yeah, yeah. Had, a, had a meteoric rise. A- absolutely yeah, right. Uh-huh. So for all those guys and for some others too, it's definitely meteoric in a way that's that is rare. It's so. Um, my take on it is that it's always been the case that the players with talent are the ones who win and also put in mm-hmm. the time. So I, I, I would say that in almost no case is somebody a strong player who doesn't have natural talent. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly there are cases where somebody has less natural talent but puts in more work and there's a kind of like a combination where that, where that can be made to work mm-hmm. in rare cases. But I think I think for the vast majority of top players and for the best players, exclusively so, that they come into it with a giant amount of natural yeah. talent. They're just they're very smart, they're analytical, they adapt quickly, they can keep their eye on what's going on physically, while also keeping their brain going on what's mm-hmm. happening, which is just not an easy combination to make happen. Yeah, I mean, they have physical control out of things. They have two hands that work. Like th- there's there's just like a lot of things that that are. I feel required innately. Right. That doesn't mean that you're going to be the best because you have to then also put in a lot of work. Right. It, so mm-hmm. so no, nobody's the best or even good without, without putting in a lot of work. Right. Absolutely right. But I also think that nobody's the best who doesn't also have incredible natural talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Tokido. Tokido was one yeah. of the best when we saw incredible him. Incredible natural like, talent. You know, Absolutely. A long time ago at B5 or whatever it was. You know, Knuckle Dew was worse than Dominion with Guile for a while. Sure. And he just kind of did. When he was 15 there. years old, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, um, 
even even some of like like when I think of like I, I try to think of like the guys who are hard at work, right? Uh -huh. Who are there year after year after year, uh -huh. like Gamer B, uh -huh. right? But Gamer B won a VF2 tournament like 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 20 years ago yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. Like he was obviously very good of at course. video games the whole entire time. But I mean, is that do you think that's discouraging to people? Uh, well, I don't know, but I feel like if that's discouraging to them, it's going to be a tough life because that's not just in fighting games. That's just how everything is. I, I, think, I think it would be great if that wasn't the case. S certainly it would accord with my politics better in some ways. But, uh, but I definitely think it's true that for anything, the people who are the best at it are the ones who, A, have natural talent, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. B, also put in the work. Right. So I, I, mean, I feel like you have to have both, but without, it's, it's easier to go without lots of work than it is without natural talent. Right. I mean, like, I, again, like, there are certain players, like, I, I love them to death, you know, Kaneda, Terry, for example, yeah. first time I played him in Street Fighter 4, it was one of those situations where I was like, All right, I gotta go easy on this guy and, like, not make him feel bad, you know what I mean, kind of situation, but he got to the point where, remember, he got a road to evil point. Sure. He was so happy about sure. that. He was, yeah. It was one point, but he was happy sure. about that. You know, he got super good in there, right? Yeah, I, I, I bring up pretty good. I, I bring up guys like Gustavo, right? Uh -huh. He's made it to two Capcom Cups, yeah. and I remember in the beginning of Street Fighter Four, he wasn't even the stronger between him and Renzo. Sure, right? Renzo uh, I Peru uh -huh. was definitely a stronger player than he was, but eventually Gustavo kind of worked his way up there. Then we've got players like Dark Jawa, who's just been going everywhere, but he just doesn't seem to be able to find that success. Well, I mean, you know? he makes top eights pretty regularly at right. major mm -hmm. events, so it's, yeah. it's not like he's like he's doing nothing. But I I, I do think that when it comes to can you win Evo or Capcom Cup or even a premiere in the way that NL mm -hmm, did? Mm -hmm. I really think that there's a lot of natural talent that goes into it. And then you also have to have a lot of work. Right. I actually really like what Muffin Man said there. Being restricted by the belief that you need natural talent is more of a hurdle than not having the natural talent, you know. So basically, if you if you basically believe that I can't succeed because I don't have the natural talent, that's going to hold you back more, you know. Okay, so you might make it a self fulfilling prophecy because right. you don't yeah, try. Yeah, because yeah. You think, uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, I, I think I think it's also true that not everybody goes into it thinking that they have natural talent, but in fact having natural talent. Because right. in, in in other things in life, I've certainly met people who are actually very smart, but have been told by people who were jerks that they're stupid. Or that they're that they're not great athletes, but actually they can do some things. Maybe they're not the best runner, but maybe they lift weights really well. Like this, like so. I've, I've met enough people that it seems like they they may have natural talent, but they didn't believe it until they put the work in, and then they were like, "Actually, I'm pretty good." So <laughs> yeah, I. But I think I think in those cases, it's probably less that they worked really hard and they created talent out of nothing right. than that they discovered that in fact they had talent right. I mean, but they also worked really hard there's also I mean like uh, some people are talking about Justin and Chris G like Justin doesn't practice that much Chris G uh, according to uh, Biscuit Butt basically says that Chris G says that he only plays fighting games when he's streaming right. etc etc like that it's interesting because obviously those are very talented players yeah. but we don't see the work that they put into it so Justin always tells a story where he couldn't win at Chinatown Fair, so he practiced 
a ton to get to the point where he could beat people. And then Chris G was one of those people at Chinatown Fair that he used to enjoy, that Justin used to mm-hmm. enjoy beating up. Yeah, and he was Chris, a scrub. Yeah, Chris G had to get good. Yeah. I think about guys like Chris Tatarian, right? Mm-hmm. So he's obviously been playing super well. Oh, yeah. When he first showed up to Wednesday Night Fights, he was he was just another guy sure. that you that you beat up on. Sure. And, you know, you talk to him about like what he had to learn from Vi, what he had to learn from John Choi. You know, he always tells that story about the first attempt with John Choi and all right. that stuff like that. You know, he's obviously put in the work oh, to sure. get to that level. Whereas someone like Snake Eyes was like, I'm just going to go play HDR. I won Evo. Right. You know, and so. I mean, to be fair, he had played earlier too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh, but, you're, uh-huh. but you're right. So I, I, my, my take is that there's a spectrum and that there are some players who have you know maybe you need 100 points to win evo and some people have 80 points of talent and then they just need like the extra 20 yeah, uh, and then there's some people who had 50 points of talent and they needed to like work the extra 50 of yeah, it right uh, so so maybe for snake eyes we're talking about somebody who just can just do it right or, or maybe uh maybe that's how hook and god is maybe he had 80 points of right, talent already right. and he just needed to work a little bit more yeah. but but some players like i i wouldn't think that somebody would be able to have 20 points of talent and then build the 80. That seems unlikely <laughs> right. to me. So. And then, uh, so, you know, and then about Chris G saying that he barely practices unless he's streaming, um, there are definitely two types of players. There are the ones that once they figure out the mental side of it, yeah. they just can maintain it right. without practicing much. And then there are the players who, if they don't play, it's just... Sure. Right. That's honestly how I am. Right. I've said this many times. Right. I am a. I am a. A, a quantity player. Right. I, I get better by playing a lot. If I don't play a lot, then I'm. Then I. I can't retain it like everybody else, like a lot of other people do. Uh, I've always felt like Gutex is that kind of a player as well. I he was super true, yeah. competitive. Yeah. Right. In Street Fighter Four, because yeah. he played every day. Sure. And then when he hasn't played as much, he hasn't been able to maintain it. But guys like Justin and Chris G, it's like. They don't have to play, and then somehow they just don't lose anything. Well, you when know? you talk with, with some of those guys about it, what they say is that instead of playing, they think about situations in advance. And, mm-hmm. and in thinking about it, they that's enough for them to remember what yeah, to do when it comes yeah. up. So, so it's not like they approach situations sight unseen at all, but it's more like, there's a thing. What should I do about it? Ruminate. Okay, yeah. there it is. I was, just, I was just talking to a player today who said that you know they feel like they get better... Not as much by practicing, but more just theory crafting yeah, a lot. Yeah, I think you know? that's I think that's definitely true. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that speaks to to like how what your ceiling is in terms of skill because mm-hmm. I feel like both. I think it's just a different way to get there. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I feel like players so you, can be good. So you do feel like the people without the natural talent can still overcome that handicap no, a little I'm, bit. No, I'm right? saying I don't. I don't think that necessarily speaks to natural talent. Oh, okay. I think okay, that, okay. May, that may be a separate thing. Um, I, I think that there's natural talent in in anything. I mean, for sure. Like there there are certainly things. I don't know. I mean, I've had experiences where I come into some, with friends. We come into something new, and one of my friends is great at it, and I'm struggling, or mm-hmm. I'm really good at it, and they're struggling, and they're like, I don't understand, and I'm like, it's easy. I just do X or Y, and right. it's like the opposite yeah. when they uh-huh. are good. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's. I've experienced that. Oh yeah, right. I've I feel like that's that a normal a thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh-huh. so in those situations, I think that that's the natural talent popping yeah. out. And then if if maybe if I worked a lot at it, maybe I'd find that I have talent yeah. too. Maybe it wasn't apparent, 
or maybe I would be able to overcome my friend's lack of working on things mm-hmm. and uh, and with my own work. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely think that there's natural talent. I mean, the nicest thing, honestly, about fighting games, just to kind of bring this whole thing to a close, is, is regardless if you have the natural talent or not, at least it isn't a basketball situation where if you're four foot, whatever, five foot, you're just assed out and you're not going to be able to succeed unless you're the super rare Muggsy Bogues, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's the situations where maybe if your hands don't work as properly, but then you look at a guy like Broly Legs, and you're like, well, sure. I don't really have an excuse. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the nice thing about video games. Definitely the nice thing about that. So. Well, I guess I, I mean, I think that it's true that for pro sports, there are more... There's like more. There are more bottlenecks. You can't do it unless you're a certain height, which is not <laughs> something we have to deal with. Right. But they also can't do it if they're... If they're like stupid or Lazy. if they, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so those things also apply to yeah. fighting gamers, but maybe not also height. So, right. so, but there are things that you need as a fighting game right. player. I mean, I'll tell you this right, right that you now. You can't get by without. We so. wouldn't even may- maybe even be having this conversation about who the greatest basketball player is of all time if Shaq didn't get fat and lazy. Maybe. Like, because he had the potential just, I mean, he was in such a unique position that nobody would ever match his size and speed and strength. Yeah. And then he got fat and lazy. <laughs> that's that's the end of that. So so <laughs> for, for for me for me this was uh so uh it took me a long time to learn the lesson that I had to work at things. <laughs> uh, it's still hard for me to learn that. Right. Cuz right. um well, I don't I don't want to talk myself up too much, but um there's there's this one time in law school where my friend was really happy because she felt that she was, she came into law school with the worst LSAT score, but now the best grades, like the best combination right, of whatever right. that separation uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. She felt she had the best separation and she was super happy. And I knew that I was the opposite, uh, that okay. I came into law school with a super good LSAT and then I got ass grades because I never worked. <laughs> and she did the opposite. She worked really hard and she like, and she was uh-huh, really happy. Uh-huh. And I was like mad at myself that I didn't also work but I definitely came into it with like a really high I should have been good and Mm -hmm. I wasn't (laughs) I was really bad at it Uh, so it took it took me a long time to learn that I had to do that too it's uh, I don't know. It sucks, dude. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's just effort is hard. Natural talent's not going to get you anywhere, or not, not going to get you everywhere. Yes. I think I think that it gets mm-hmm. you a pretty good distance. But mm-hmm. if you don't also have work on top of it, then it doesn't matter if you're naturally yeah. talented. You have to foster and maintain natural For talent sure. in a lot of ways. And even if Chris and Justin aren't practicing as much, they already put in a bunch of that dude, work. Dude, They yes. already put in a bunch of that Tens work. of thousands of hours. Yeah, we talked about Snake Eyes earlier. He, I mean, even in that little documentary that Vi narrated and stuff that Red Bull put out, he talked about how he had played Street Fighter hours and hours and yeah, hours. Oh, yeah. Arcade, Incredible so. amount. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. <laughs> 99th percentile, and then I got a C in stuff. <laughs> I really should have really done the homework. And yeah, and actually, Soul Name actually has a little bit, or is it Sui Name? Yeah, Sui Name. Actually, or Suinami, maybe. I don't know, but you know, there is also a lot of luck, too. Oh, dude, I, I honestly I think luck. luck is the biggest thing because luck, in, <coughs> the innate talent is luck. You can't claim any of that yourself. You just, right. whatever, if whatever talent is there is not your doing, it just happens mm-hmm. to be there for you. And then on top of that, the circumstances or the like innate personality that lead to you doing all the extra work. I feel like you have, there's a lucky set of circumstances yeah. that brings that about too. I feel like life is basically about luck <laughs> in like almost all the important ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
that's not like a useful thing to think. I feel like that's fact, but it's like not useful to believe that. <laughs> that makes sense. Like it's it's more in a utilitarian sense, more useful for you to think that you need to work at everything because if you don't, then you're not gonna, and then definitely you're not gonna do anything. Right. You're not putting yourself in a position where luck can benefit. Exactly. You, exactly. Basically. But the reality I feel is that luck is basically everything, <laughs> and 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 part of your belief that you need to work is also luck. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. I mean, the way that I I kind of think of it is a both ways that you know luck is there's a lot luck is a factor of it, but you put yourself in positions where luck will benefit you. You have to be ready to seize that moment when it sure, comes to yeah, you know, yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. But that said, I feel like that entrepreneurial spirit is, is maybe a little bit of luck. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. to want to do that or to yeah, be able to recognize yeah, yeah, that in the sure, first place. For sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, life. That, it's that, a gamble, This friends. conversation went into a very different position, so, you know. Uh, then the last thing I wanted to talk about was yeah. I really enjoyed some of the commentary over this past weekend when Justin did commentary at E League. And at the summit, we had uh, Leffen and Nakiel and Lord Knight and a couple of the other players doing commentary there. And I really liked it. I thought that it was awesome. They are um, very smart players. They're very mm-hmm. insightful. They know their game super, super well. And they can talk about it. So do you... Should we always have players on commentary slash... Are players better commentators? Um, I don't necessarily... Well, I believe that there is a factor in which you have to have played a little bit to understand the kind of things that you go through in the game. Like, I don't feel like I would be a quality commentator if I hadn't played as much as I have. Yeah. I don't think you have to be one of the best to do commentary. However... I love listening to the best players talk about things like when Justin goes into details about this guy has this habit, that Mm -hmm. guy has that habit. Mm -hmm. That stuff is cool, and I think it's a good complement to what we know of commentary right now. So what they did at E-League I think works out, and I did like the conversational style of of you know what's going on there because there's definitely two levels of it, right? So like for example. what Justin did at E-League was fantastic, right? He was really analytical and all stuff right. like that, really went into the high-level stuff. But then, you know, as an FAQ writer, and I think that's probably one of my greatest strengths as a commentator, is that I kind of have this really keen sense of what people are aware of and what they and the audience that's watching it. So, like, one of the things that made me sad was when... Momochi did just the most epic up count, high counter to Commander Jesse jumping back. That was super sick. They were just like, oh my god, that was the counter for the ages and everything like that. Yeah. And they clipped it, you know, yeah. that it was on Twitter. Yeah. And no one talked about the fact that Colleen's EX has to be aimed. Right. And so I tweeted that and I was like, look, this was amazing because you still have to aim Colleen's counter. And he did the anti air counter next to somebody because he knew Commander Jesse was going to jump back and punch. 
that's what made that counter ridiculous. And like, I feel like sometimes people forget to talk about that.、Mm-hmm. You know, and、mm-hmm. I had some people were like, "Wait, doesn't EX counter them all?" And I'm like, "Nope, not with Colleen." And you know, like, so I feel like there needs to be a good balance between those two kind of things. It's kind of like when I watch inside the NBA and Kenny and Charles and Shaq are going kind of crazy, and then Ernie Johnson kind of has to reel them in sometimes. You know. So I think it's a good combination of having both. Having said that, I think it would be kind of interesting maybe to do a three-man commentary, you know, with a really strong player. The hardest part is, can we find the really strong player who's not making top eights all the time? I think that's the biggest roadblock. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I think you know part part of it for sure was that Justin was doing analyst. Yipes、role. did win Evo. Yipes won Evo. Yeah, I think that.、Yeah. Um, okay. So Justin was not the live commentator; he was the analyst, and there was no requirement that he. I mean, I guess there's a time constraint, but it wasn't fast. He didn't need to like get all the points out very quickly.、Right. It was、mm-hmm. it was analysis afterward, where you get more time to talk、mm-hmm. about whatever's in your mind. You don't have to speak quickly. You don't have to shut yourself up and watch whatever the next thing that's going on is. And at the summit, there was it was also conversationally enough、uh, that you could. Speak. You, you wouldn't have to cut yourself off either. So,、right. so it was. It wasn't like the same kind of like maybe fast-paced commentary、uh, that other situations require. So, I think these situations were a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're common. That said, I I definitely think that if those guys were to commentate a lot, that they would learn those skills because they're learnable. We learn. Yeah,、them. yeah, yeah.、Uh-huh. Uh, we we didn't start out with that stuff. We were terrible at first. Yeah. So I think that they'd be able to learn that stuff too. And if they did. They would also be super good. Yeah. I would say though that in doing so, they would have to spend so much time commentating that they wouldn't be playing as much anymore,、mm-hmm, and that they、mm-hmm. wouldn't be quite as up in playing situations as they currently are. In early Street Fighter Four, I I won tournaments and stuff, but、mm-hmm. uh, in commentating, I mean obviously for other reasons too, but part of why. I, Became not as good a player was because I was concentrating on commentary,、right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's very it's very difficult to have both sides of those things.、Yeah. So I feel like kind of it would it would end up being that they wouldn't be quite as strong on the things that we really yeah, liked about their commentary. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, uh-huh. So I I don't know I mean, the trade off is maybe a little bit like I'm wondering if like let's say PR Balrog says you know I don't want to play anymore and then、yeah. like he jumps on commentary would he be able to have that same kind of analytical thing as As pl- when he doesn't play as much is kind of what you're talking about, I, right? right? Yeah, and I think he would retain a lot of it. Yeah, but I do、uh-huh. think that there'd be that that like edge that he's spent so much time honing would be a little bit duller. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.、Cool. Yeah. So I anyway I think I mean most of most of us who are commentating were at one point top level players. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the case with like some of us have I haven't I've never been in an Evo top eight actually, but、right. basically I mean, everybody I, else has. I I have, but it was Mario Kart. I know.、Okay? I know. I know. It's just, like,、yeah. It doesn't even count. But, Although for an Evo West, I was in a top eight. There you、legit. go. I can't say Evo that. Evo West. Evo West for.、Uh, I think it was a、uh, it was for Hyper Anniversary Edition. Okay. Yeah, I got. I, I got think、it. my highest ever placing at a major was second or third. Uh-huh. Maybe it was third at SoCal Regionals when it was at Dengen, or、uh, maybe it was called California Regionals. Then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got third uh, place. Uh, uh, so yeah, I don't have that stuff. But but most of the players are are most of the commentators are or were really good players, and they could be making top eight or top sixteen if they really spent their time on it. I think for most for most of the cases.、Uh, it, 
Sagem is like that for sure. Rip, um, Tasty Steve, Katana Prime, Ketchup and Mustard are both like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like in a lot of the situations, there, there are people who have made top eights at majors or even one Evo mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. cases. So yeah. I, I think I think that most of the commentators basically are who like Nakiel and Lord Light, mm-hmm. Lord Knight are now. Right. But in the future if they didn't spend as much time playing and right. more time commentating and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I did make top eight in Mario Kart DS, and that's Yeah, and Yipes I, as well, obviously. And you that's know. when I was actually not as good in that game. Okay. Like, I got way better at Mario Kart DS, so, like, I probably could have did a lot better. But I, even still, I have the first-place player, Snake, uh, I mean, a Ghost, on on one of my favorite tracks on that Mario Kart DS, and I cannot keep up with it. Dang, all. all right. I, I just, it like doesn't make any sense to me. It literally makes no sense to me how fast he disappears. That's it's, funny, man. It's still crazy. It's still uh, crazy. Sejam was one of the best Killer Instinct players for a while. He'd still be making top He probably right would now. be. Yeah, especially, yeah. and even in Injustice, he would be making top eights. I'm not sure. I think he definitely did and would have an Injustice one, but the scene has changed a lot. I'm oh, sure that'd okay, be doable okay, now. okay. But he, I think he'd be making top 16s for sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Ringe was a good Marvel player. Uh, oh, Ski Sonic has made top 8 at EVO at least once, I think twice. TVC, for With sure. TVC. Yeah, uh-huh. And he was actually at top 8 of uh, the first Marvel Infinite Major, yeah. even. So he's a super good player. Yeah, yeah. Ski, Ski was really good in Marvel and in Capcom versus SNK, too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, so, I mean... You know, again, kind of summing it up a little bit. Anyway. I think I like the variety, right? You know, obviously, I would like to commentate everything from a financial standpoint, right? But if let's let's just say we were all getting paid enough that, you know, we didn't have to worry about that, I would love to see the variety. I think that's one of the unique things about the fighting game communities that we have the variety and the different kind of styles. So if a tournament... Like I don't know if I'd want the two commentators and a and a and an an, like the pro player and analyst every time. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like at this one event, we do the standard two stuff. On this event, like at Red Bull Battlegrounds, we'll do the four man couch thing. On 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 this event I, at Summit, they do the five things. So I, I again, I'm all for the variety more than anything. Makes sense to I mean? me, man. So, yeah. There you go. So I, I'm down with any any version of it. So. <laughs> uh, Z was a pretty good Street Fighter 4 player. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Eris was a super good Tekken player, of course. He was even Remains. super good at Injustice 1. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, really good at Soul Calibur, of course. Seth Killian was a top ST player. Again, I think I think almost all of the, the strong commentators were, or even are, dude, good Ryan players. Ryan Hart would be so good. Ryan Hart's yeah, a real... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's done it in the past. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. But no, yeah, yeah, I think... I think yeah, Scar and Toe for... I mean, yeah, again, like, I think in, in almost all of the cases, Ryan Hunter's a good you kinda, player. Like I said, you kind of have to be, though. Yeah. You kind of have to because you have to understand the mentality of a player. Like, I, I like one of the matches that we did when when uh, Problem X went up 2-0 against Knuckledoo and then got tied up, and then in that last game where he just kind of crumbled, I started talking about that mental fatigue stuff. I wouldn't have been able to talk about that had I not experienced it myself sure. so many times, you know what I mean? I, I could see exactly what was happening to him, you know, in that last match, because I was like, 
damn, I do this all the time. You know, right, you know, like, right. I play the super solid game. You get to the last game, you're just like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I just want to get this over with. Yeah. So you start doing stupid, like, I'm going to media uppercut because I just want to do the damage and win so I can stop. Sure. And that mental I know exactly fatigue. What you mean. Yeah. Uh, but see, you don't know that until you play and you've been in those situations. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. So, yeah. 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 And, and by the way, it's not even just in English language. Most of the best Japanese commentators were <laughs> Nuki is a great example. Yeah, uh, Hameko is super Chihuahua. good. Also, a really good player. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hellbox did make top eight at CEO in KOF. Yeah, and he was so scheduled he, to commentate, but he yeah, could not. He, he got pulled he off made of that. top eight. Yep, exactly. So. Yep. <laughs> and there, there have been sometimes Ryan Hart is a great comment. Uh, Ryan yeah. Hunter is a great. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, Spooky was, was a good player. Arturo is still a fantastic yeah. player. Uh, F-Word was a really good Ibuki player. Um, you know, Logan is, he'll tell you, not the best player in the world. Right. But I mean, he's, he, he's not he, that bad. He might be one of the main exceptions. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think he's like the number one exception about that because he's never really played super competitively. But, I mean... I mean, he's not like a bad player by, right. by any stretch. Well, I, what I'm saying is like... During the course of Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5, he has played a ton of casuals. For sure. And he has improved a lot. That, that is true. And somehow, I mean, there is something like, I don't know if it's just because he talks with F-word a lot, but he's absorbed a lot sure. of it in yeah. there as well. So Yeah, Tyrant is a really good commentator. Obviously, Baruti. he was a great player. Jammers is the same. Baruti, yeah. Also Spooky made top eight at... Uh, Evo in Melty Blood. Blood. Did he make top eight? In that? I bl- or maybe he was ninth place. Okay, it was like okay, one of those okay, two okay, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know anything about. Donka G- has definitely placed high in tournaments. Yeah. Sure. I don't actually multiple know top anything eights about Giuna's uh, previous experience, but I know he's been good at anime games and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, actually segment actually lasted much longer than I was expecting it to but I oh like man it. I didn't know Logan was in silver in Street Fighter 5 no silver I mean for I'm I'm still in silver right now but that's because I've barely played I got to gold I hit platinum at one point in time and then I switched characters and I lost all my points oh okay well so, you know that happens that's, that's just what yeah. happens so yeah that's basically what happened. But I did make platinum at one point in time with Danny, okay. so with playing like once every three weeks or something like that. So there you go. So Oh, Juna made uh qualified for SBO in Blaze Blue? I didn't know that. Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, top play top Blaze Blue player in Japan when co- when coconut. Okay, came. yeah, there's yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. Uh okay. Uh, I guess we can do some FGC. Actually, do you, do you mind if we take a quick break and then we can come back and do the FGC news stuff? You got it, man. All right, cool. We'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'll have you know that I have, in fact, cosplayed Phoenix Wright. And I kind of can't believe that you don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, you can find it still on Maximilian's channel, right? So, yeah. Yes. There you go. Not my greatest work. <laughs> acting is difficult. Uh, yeah, acting's fun. I I enjoyed the process while knowing I was terrible at it. Mm-hmm. That's basically how it Okay, went. okay. 
got some. Uh, let's talk about some fighting game news here. In particular, some results, other results, uh, tournament yeah. results. So obviously, E League Group B happened. I did not get a chance to watch most of it. Did you? Did you see? A lot I of watched it? a lot of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Most of it. So Group B was Punk, Fudo, Momochi, Phenom, 801, Strider, and Commander Jesse. It's funny. I feel like it was kind of like a replay of. Of week one, right? Yes. Very similar kind of situation here, but Group B was the one that played out, and um, yeah, and the round robin, the round robin, Momochi basically got his butt kicked. He, he went, went oh winless, zero and five. Everybody beat him. Eight oh one Strider was uh, fifth place. He went two and three, tied with Fudo, who went two and three. So Fudo mm-hmm. and Momochi both bottom three. Commander Jesse went three and two. Phenom went four and one, and Punk went four and one. Yep. So it was definitely Punk and Phenom looking the best in the little group stage there. And then if you... Can you go up? Is this the result right Go up? Here? No, that's not the result. Up more? Oh, there it's it here. Oh, okay, got it, got uh, it. So then, then the actual tournament bracket happened, and if people don't recall, there's there's the round robin that dis- determines your seeding in the bracket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even if you do terribly in the round robin, you're still in the bracket. You just have to win... Coming from loser side, which means your path is much longer. Right, exactly. And so Momochi had to have the longest path. But it'll be interesting to go through these results because in sixth place was 801 Strider and fifth place was Fudo. Right. Who both of us picked to make it out and a bunch of the analysts on the show picked. I think to make everybody it. picked yeah, Fudo. Yeah, uh huh. I think everybody was pretty sure Fudo was going to make it out. Commander yeah. Jesse in fourth place after, as you mentioned, doing really well, getting third place in the round robin portion of that. Uh, he only got eliminated by that ridiculous counter by Momochi. So, uh, third place was NVD Phenom, but second place Echo Fox Momochi. Yeah. So he came all the way back, just like Dogura, who was in second to last place, uh, essentially starting in the same position as getting the last place. Uh, but he made it all the way to second place and made it out, and 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 uh, eventually lost to the first place person. And in this case, in Group B, that was Echo Fox Punk. Yeah. So Punk, you know, who we were just talking about last week, you know, like maybe potentially... What's wrong with Punk? Yeah, what's wrong with Punk? The answer is nothing! Punk is just fine, which, you know, was kind of the suspicion that we had all along, so... It's true. But yeah, it was... uh, Punk Punk did definitely run the day, but it was another disappointment for European players and fans because Phenom was in the same position that Luffy was in in the previous week of having done really well on the group stage, Mm -hmm. only needed to win once in order to qualify for the next round, and instead, the person who had done badly in the group stage came all the way through and eliminated them. So it happened again, which is a bummer for them. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it went. But good job to Echo Fox Punky is going to qualify yeah. to the playoffs on the winner side, and Momochi will make it on loser side. Mostly using, only using Colleen. As, as far well. as I saw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, and it's funny because during the group stage, while he was getting his butt kicked, everybody was like, "Man." Colleen is just not the right character. For yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, and then he uh-huh. blitzed through the open the tournament bracket, and then some people were like, "You know what? Okay, fine." Uh-huh. But me, I still think it's the wrong character choice. You think so? You yeah. still think so? Okay, okay. I mean, look, Momochi's been one of the best people at melding the game to his style. True. You know, he's been good at that. But you know, Colleen is definitely an interesting one to go with. I would love to see him play a character who's a little more focused on the footsies. He should just be playing Akuma. He should probably play Akuma. He just should be playing Akuma too. But if he doesn't enjoy it, as we've previously discussed, yes. mm-hmm. he's not going to do as well. So. Well, he's in a weird place character-wise. 
but it's cool to watch him play for sure, yeah. as always. Uh, also, this weekend, uh, yeah, he's waiting for Cody. He's even actually said he's waiting for Cody. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense because that's when he played in Street Fighter Four yeah. a little bit after. Wasn't he the one that got booed using Yun? And so he was like, this sucks. And so he played Cody instead. Yep. <laughs> uh, also, this uh, past weekend was the fight in Colombia. I believe this is a ranking event. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a ranking event in Colombia. And we have a lot of strong players make it out here. A lot of the, uh, uh, the, 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 the Latin American players uh-huh. that we know about. And then also, of course, Dark Jawa made it out here as well. Yeah. So uh, seventh place was Umbrella Dark. Using Birdie, and uh, seventh place was also GXTSD Serpentaris with Zeku. Uh, fifth place Raptor Elb- Elm- Elmber with Laura and Rise Mena RD with okay. Birdie. So uh, fourth place Sonic Box Doom Snake with Vega. So this kind of goes along with you know playing that character that you know you have that connection yeah, with. But you know? he should probably switch because <laughs> come on, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I understand you like the character, but come right. on. Second place, uh, third place, I'm sorry, is IG Joa awesome. with Akuma. So third place here. Second place, Furia HK Dash, yeah, who's been do- doing work mm-hmm. in Latin America with M. Bison. But first place was Rise Kaba mm-hmm. with Guile. So a lot of good points there for Kaba. Men RD claimed afterward that he'd be quitting Birdie. Yes, he was kind of frustrated. He says the character is not consistent enough, and that's kind of like what kind of brought me into that. Right. You know, wanted to talk about Hook Gang God and Piccolo right. and stuff like that because someone was just talking to me about that for a long time. It was just like this game is obviously unbalanced because look at Men RD wants to quit Birdie, and you know, for the longest of time, Men RD has said is that he has a secret actual primary character that Birdie's not even his true name. Yeah, he's been saying that. Yeah, I I don't know if it's true, but like, I don't necessarily, like, if Mana RD was like, I'm gonna play Cammy, I just, I don't see the success. That doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool if he had a counterpick, because Birdie definitely loses matchups, so it'd be useful to have a secondary character. Maybe even an Abigail, you know. He was playing the character. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if that's continued, but I know in season two he played Abigail. Right. Uh, As a secondary. See here. This was uh, also. Oh yeah, this. Oh was, man, Gio was Air Miles. Yeah, he can. I hope he's, he's first classing him, him everywhere. I, I hope, hope he's so. first classing everywhere, dude, because he's got miles all over the place. So, uh, also, which was a uh, big tournament this weekend, was in Poland this weekend. The Fighting Games Challenge. Okay. Uh, the Tekken Seven event here. This was actually a master tournament. So this is one of the big mm-hmm. ones. It's basically the premier event out there. Uh, Mark Man even flew out there to do commentator with Spaghetti Rip, <laughs> not actual Rip with, spa- with Spag. And um, uh, so a lot of the players made it out to here for Tekken. So I mean, if you look at this, for example, in ninth place, Tishuman was in ninth place. Fergus Kane and Trench ninth place. Yeah. But uh, seventh place were Crazy Super Akuma with Akuma. Mm -hmm. He was the one that we saw in Kuwait, right? Yeah. Um, Circa Joey Fury, also seventh place with Paul and Jack Seven. And was it Joey Fury who had the crazy... uh, uh, tech where he, when he went up against Kakoma, he pulled out a crossplay like video of Kakoma and like showed it to the camera or something like that. I think that was him. Um, fifth place, Furson Lohai with Shaheen and La, and then Rocks Dragon Chanel with Elise and Akuma. Okay. 
Um, I think Chanel used to use like Elisa and Eliza, was it? Or maybe, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, fourth place, first in Rain Chu with Panda, Kuma, and Josie. Sick. Oh, that wasn't Joey. That was somebody else. Okay. Uh, third place with Kakoma was Kakoma with Dragon of Geese and Devil Jin. Uh, second place, Rox Dragon Knee, who had been winning everything. But second place here with Hayachi, Jin, Steve, Paul, Brian, and Devil Jin. Wow. The first place. Previous year's Tekken World Champion, Kudans, mm -hmm. taking it with Devil Jin. Mm -hmm. So Kudans there. Good job to him. Good job to him uh, uh, taking that one. Yeah, so, man. That's awesome. A lot of points for him. Knee certainly doesn't need any more points right now. Yeah. So uh, good job. All right. That was the events that were uh, this weekend. Uh, we talked about a bunch of the stuff already, but just to recap some of the small things that were here. Uh, the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour has announced was announced. Woo! It's going to start at CEO this year. All right. Um, uh, the the uh, obviously uh, Switch was announced, but the Switch is going to uh, Smash Brothers. The Switch was announced. Smash Brothers Four Switch was announced, and uh, it's going to be playable in New York City uh, starting to. Yeah, starting today, all what? the way. Yeah, let's see here at the Nintendo New York store. It's actually going to be okay. playable here all during E3. Basically. How about that? So if you're in New York, you can actually go and play that. Uh, that is cool. Uh, Akira's uh, upcoming fighting EX later, Arika. Sorry, you're right. Uh, will be uh, playable at Evo. They're going to have a pres presence at Evo. They also had a release date that was announced. Oh, I don't have the release date over here, but they definitely had the release date announced. Here, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, Fighting EX Layer release date. <laughs> Fighting EX Later. That's funny. Did I actually type later? No, but Eric oh. Man made that joke in the chat. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, June 2018. Oh, okay, so, it's so this month. Very soon. Coming I heard that's this soon. month. Yes, there you go. June 26th. Okay. So some people say in the chat. Um, this week, Evo 2018 finals tickets are on sale in celebration of E3. So if you haven't bought your Evo ticket, this now this week might be a good time. Grab them at a discounted price. I haven't bought mine. <laughs> As we mentioned, Capcom has promised uh, improvements to Street Fighter's 30th anniversary. As to what extent that is, is it going to be like, hey, we changed the button select and that's the end of it? Or, you know, or... That would be nice at least. Yeah, uh, we will see what the extent of that is going to be. We mentioned that Mian and Luang are showing up in SNK Heroes Tag Team Fury. You mentioned that Soul Calibur VI had the uh, story mode trailer uh, released. Not only that, but they announced that the game will be out on October 19th, 2018. The story mode appears to show Lizard Man... And maybe Rock, maybe Astaroth. Mm, it's kind of hard to tell. Okay, okay. Um, we mentioned this as well. Dragon Ball Fighters is coming to the Nintendo Switch. So that will be uh, coming right. out. To that. I'm kind of excited about that one. Uh, the Capcom Pro Tour DLC and Cody okay. will be released on June 26th. Right. So that's going to be two, two Tuesdays from now. Okay. So he will be available as well as the new stage there, and we will all be able to find out what the deal with Cody is. Um, What's the deal with Cody? 
the the Neo Geo Mini. Someone in the chat talked about that. Uh, it was at available there. I didn't get a chance to try it, but I was some other people were talking to me about that. I saw some people messing with it in videos and stuff. Okay, but, uh, looks really cute. Actually, it's, it is a cute little thing. Yeah, yeah uh, I think someone was talking to me about. They're like, yeah, I went to go try it out, and I played against like the Samurai Showdown two computer, and like you can't beat the second character because <laughs> those dude. That's what everyone's discovering with ST on 30th anniversary. They're like, that game cheats. I've had so many people like, how are you supposed to beat him? Like, how? Are you? I'm just, you don't. It's basically Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You don't, yeah. you don't beat him by p- playing a fighting no. game. You, you're playing a video game yes. at that point where you're just like jab a bunch you to get him to jump. Thing, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. If you're Claw, and you get to max range crouching medium punch or max range stand fierce punch. Just press it, and the opponent, the CPU will walk into your button. Right, because they don't recognize guaranteed. Yeah, but here is the uh, Neo Geo Mini here, a little little tiny cabinet here that plays the full game on there, so you can play KOF ninety eight, for example. Here, all four buttons on there. So cool little cool little thing there. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if this counts as a fighting game anymore. I don't know if anyone even cares anymore. Okay. Before Honor's getting a patch. All right. So uh, expansion brings it with a castle sieges and a new faction, but Woo! I don't know if anybody cares anymore. No, people are still playing that game. It's just not really in the FGC, okay. but it, it okay. still has a scene. Okay. And then uh, finally, uh, last thing that I have here is that yes, in two days at E3, oh man, Xavier Woods and. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega have challenged each other to a match. Apparently, they're one and one against each other, so this is considered uh-huh. their rubber band match. And Kenny basically told Xavier Woods in that little video, promotional video that they sent out, like he was just like, you know what, I, I'm going to beat you down, then I'm going to beat all your friends. And so Xavier Woods said, oh, really? Okay. So he's going to bring the rest of the New Day oh, really? to play with him. I wonder if one of those is actually a good player. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then Kenny uh, Omega, you know, was kind of in a stuck situation. He didn't have any team, so he wasn't sure who to bring in there. And then he announced recently that he's going to bring the young Bucks with him, the okay, Jackson yeah, brothers, basically coming guys. up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's going to take place on Thursday, actually, at E3. They're going to be playing this match out against each other on the Capcom Fighter stream. Dang, so, who's commentating that? So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Where I don't know if we can talk about that yet. It's not me. Yeah, that I can tell you for sure. I mean, I don't look. This is the Tuesday show. I don't think anyone's gonna like. Fuck yeah, and get Curly mad. W was just spilling secrets in the chat. Anyway, yeah, it's exactly. It's ba- I'm gonna be commentating with Yipes. Okay. So Yipes and I will be doing commentary for that on Thursday. Sick. So that should be a lot of fun. Good. So, there you go. I don't think Kenny's even that bad, guys. Like, he's, oh, he's legit. He's actually a pretty good player, to be honest. He's legit. I've. I've actually sat down and played with him okay, for good. a while, and he he's he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. So he yeah. definitely knows what he's doing. So yeah, he Kenny could definitely beat a lot of people in the chat with Alex and with Abigail. He plays a lot of. Abigail. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. So there you go. But that's going to be taking place uh, again on Thursday at E3. Should be a lot of fun. If you guys are in the area, come by. And say hi to all of us and stuff like that. Should be a lot of fun. I think it'll be an enjoyable, enjoyable experience. So there you go. All right. It turns out that the Soul Calibur Six Special Edition includes a Sofitia statue. I got those two words mixed up in my mouth. And an art book. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Nice. I'm obsessed with art books. I love 
video game art books. I have so many art, like those Udon art books and stuff like right. that. So, um, uh, it's just one of those things that I really like. So, uh, uh, anything else going on? Um, uh, nope. That's all I have. That's all I have. There you go. So, I went to the very first esports bar that's association right. mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I didn't do any of the organizing of it, but um, a couple of my friends did because they're also esports lawyers, and it turned out really well. More people were there than we expected there mm-hmm. to be. Uh, the, I thought all the talks went really well, and it's cool, man. There's uh, we're starting to make it a little bit more uh, professionalized, I guess. <laughs> I, I think I saw you retweet something. It was like. I guess last year there was like four people there, like in this a is tent. The first one. Oh, this is the first one. Oh, okay, okay. I did not know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, dude. It's we don't have the dash in the name. It's not E dash capital S ports. Come on. I know, right? Everybody who's in esports knows that it's Look. clearly. <laughs> is, do we? Are we? We're not even supposed to capitalize it most of the time, right? It's and just like, a normal noun. It's just esports. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh, I wish they would at least just put two E's in the front, right? E-sports. So that it would be like eSports. So that it's, it's just not a great word. It's just a terrible and word. I, and I still I, hate it. Yeah, I don't like it either. It, the world that we live in mandates that we use that word. So, yeah. all right, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I, I heard something about that Sput, Sputnik. Like, Watson tweeted, like, the, like the, 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 the new games events aren't doing so well, so he's not going to bother with some of those now. He's just going to focus on a lot of the classic games. So, you know, um, it's tough. It's tough right now. So there's, a, again, so many games and so many events going on all the time, right? So... Hopefully, uh, what name would I recommend for instead of esports? I already gave my answer a long time ago. I just wanted to make up a completely brand new, new word. word, and my word was strats. I just wanted to call them strats. I mean, in a way, it sounds like sports, so it's still kind of yeah, attached to that, fine. but then it's based off of strategy. And then, you know, what I was thinking was that if we called it strats, then it could also encompass Magic the Gathering if those communities would be okay with that. But, you know, then we don't have to be like, oh, is magic sports? Oh, is this sports? Is poker sports? Like, we could just put all these things under this different category. Nice. That is emphasizing the mental aspects instead of the athletic aspect, right? It yeah. made sense to me. It, so, I, like, it makes sense. Sure. What strat do you play? Oh, I play I football. Oh, I'm not football. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, actually. That, yeah, exactly like that. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with, com- <laughs> with competitive gaming, but I think... I, what I primarily don't want is for it to be sports, as I've often said. I like playing video games, and I'm fine with it being video games. Uh, and and <laughs> what's the first curly W? Oh, okay, shoutcasting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a, not a great word. Yeah, yeah, yeah not great. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically taking taking someone yelling and putting wheels on them, and then <laughs> yeah. Um, so part of why I don't want it to be sports is not just that I think it's it's like weird and self denying. It's uh-huh. it's legally. It's I feel like that. I mean, there's more regulation of sports as sports than there are other things as competition. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather avoid some of those regulations if I can. I'm not at all against regulations in a general sense, but I I don't you think don't that, want to base them off of a pre-existing sports yeah, paradigm. I, I, yeah, right? I kind of like don't want to shoehorn it into, for example, like NCAA or college esports or college sports having some absurd amateurism system i just why it doesn't need to be that way like Mm -hmm, that's a new mm -hmm. thing 
let's make it new. It doesn't need to be. And right, Boken? Dude, I, I have that same problem. People ask me, what do you do? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, literally in a restaurant, someone was just asking me what I do. And I was like, uh, I work in esports. <laughs> I guess that's what you got to yeah. say. Sometimes I just say I'm in broadcasting just to make it That also seems easier. easier yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one, one example of, of uh, regulation is Title IX, which requires that... Um, any educational setting that receives federal funds, there has to be uh, sort of some level of parity between men and women in terms of how well that money gets spent. Okay. How that money gets spent, mm-hmm. and that's true for every educational setting. So, if there's like a college esports club, even if it's not considered sports at all, it still is part of the calculus. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But sports have their own set of law that has been developed over the last thirty, forty years, I guess. And and there's like a there's a lot of regulation as to whether something can satisfies uh, the requirements of Title IX. So if if esports is sports, and there's a new esports team, and there's uh, on on a campus, and it's all dudes, which it's probably going to be because that's how it goes, unfortunately. Um, despite the fact that plenty of women play competitive games, mm-hmm, that's how mm-hmm. teams tend to be. Um, you you have to deal with that by creating a women's team or by removing a man a male sport. Maybe you get rid of volleyball because mm. you have you have the esports team, which is primarily men. Um, so there's just, but that wouldn't even be an issue if it was not sports, right? It uh, would it would uh, still uh, like uh, I said uh, it would uh, still figure in into how money is being spent and stuff. It's in not its like, own way though. In its right? own way, so it wouldn't it wouldn't come in in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the obviously underlying issue is that we need to figure out how to make it so that women are more comfortable playing competitively in right. tournaments. Mm-hmm. That's like the underlying part, of course. But right. I feel like the regulation is not something that needs to be there unless we call it sports, which people are doing. Right. Exactly. You kind of accidentally shoehorn it into yeah. Into it just doesn't need to be thing. there. Yeah. And that's that's always the complaint. So yeah, get rid of wrestling. I don't know. I mean, the point is that you have to. If you're going to abide by the law, then you have to um, get rid of something else to balance it out. Or or add, maybe you spend even more money and you add a new women's program. So. Yeah. Well. Um, it doesn't need to be like that. Anyway, but it's very, very important, I think, to have a bar association where we can help not just uh, legal folks talk about it, but a lot of the people who were there were other people who were just, I bring out the college one example because I was moderating the, the, the college esports panel and people involved there were like from the NAIA, which is basically NCAA for smaller schools and people trying to start up college things. So there were other people there who weren't just lawyers. So it's important for that for there to be a situation where where people starting things or working in esports can talk with lawyers about it and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. That just is like an important thing to have. Right. So right. and it, it'd be nice to have uh, maybe like an academic journal or something like that what that we mean? end up doing. Well, like it's common like publishing, for yeah, publishing, it's, it's common okay, for okay. other associations to have a magazine that they publish or an academic journal that oh, they publish. Okay, so that's okay. common in legal associations. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be cool super cool. Esports, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. So we'll see how it goes, but it just started. Uh, all right, I guess that's all I got to talk about. Yeah, uh, I got an eighty percent win rate in Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Good stuff. And I am zero and two on ranked. 
<laughs> oh, okay. You've just been mostly been just playing only casual. playing casual because yeah, okay. I went on ranked once and mm-hmm. I played one dude and he had a bad connection and there were like ten people in the room and I was like everybody had zero one bar connection. Oh Jesus! And I was okay. just like, it's, I'm not okay. going to be back here. Okay. Yep. But um, again, it's a fun game. Uh, I love it. E3 is still going to be going on for the next couple of days. Obviously, it's probably not going to be any crazy new announcements coming up in the next couple of days. But uh, I've been tweeting and and posting on my Instagram a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. I have footage of me playing Mega Man 11. Oh, cool! On, on there, I have footage of Yipes and Kamofine playing uh, Street Fighter Nakali versus Cody on on my Twitter right now and Good. stuff like that. So you can check out uh, Twitter.com slash jchenzor and Instagram.com slash jchenzor. All right. They're basically mirroring each other. So whatever I post on one is the other one. So there you go. So do I have nudes on my Instagram? You're going to have to follow me to find out. Do your cats have clothes on? Actually, they don't. Ooh. So I do have, I have nudes on there. All right. Yeah, cat nudes. There you go. So. All right. Okay. There is a, a lot of cats on my Instagram as well, so just letting you guys know. So. I would personally say that BB Tag Online is better than I thought it would be. It is not great, but it's better than I thought it would be. I was just playing against Callisto the other day. He lives in Chicago. We're in Los Angeles. <laughs> he was actually telling me about this. It yeah. went better than I thought it would. There were nice. there were some matches in there at the end that got bad, but for a while we were playing on two bar connection, and it seemed pretty fine to be honest. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've heard I've heard both ways again same thing yeah. both ways. I mean it's not code. fantastic of course right, but it's yeah, yeah. pretty good I, I mean net code is like the great mystery if you develop the game in Japan like it's just not going to work in the US you know it's just the way it works it's really unfortunate so I've just been playing on PS4 I haven't I played on Switch one time and it was not good Okay but you know Switch people on Switch tend to play on Wi-Fi so right, I think that's yeah. probably a part of it probably so all right. Alrighty. Uh, I guess that's it for now. I will see you on t- next Tuesday, everybody. Does that sound right? I think so. Is, is yeah. that the day that we do uh, the Tuesday shows on? Yes. Okay. Uh, I couldn't remember that earlier today. That actually is yeah, true. Yeah. I was like, what day is it? Yeah. And you're just like, before we on. started the Tuesday show. You're like, come on, James. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Dang. But you'll be at E3 tomorrow? I'll be at E3 tomorrow. Okay. I'll see you there tomorrow then. All right. So, cool. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. And, uh, Again, if there's any weird 50-50 matchup topics you'd like us to talk about, please send them to us at TV, and might as well tag at UltraDavid and at JChenzer as well. So, All right. Uh, yeah, there is no miscellaneous category. Here, let me watch this. Ah, there we go. It was never there. Okay. It was never there. So, All right. Have a good night, guys. Peace out. What? Oh, wait, you're right. Shoot, I forgot again. I forgot again. That's oh, my God. bad. That's my bad. Dude, this is what happens when you're senile, man. What What day is it? Well, it's Wednesday for a lot of people right now, to be honest with you. You know what's really funny, actually, now that I look at it? The sound that I play for the birds is called Summit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it totally fits for this week, this this week's theme. So there you go. What the heck? Okay. Oh dang! I have no more space on my phone. I'm glad you found space for Summit.
Mwah, Luigi. Wah. 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 Everybody's so upset. Wah, Luigi. Wah, Luigi. Oh, my, he didn't show up again. Wah. 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 Wah.